Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Victory Drive. Um, Going to keep this intro pretty short and sweet here. Uh, this week, we have on Jeremy Bond. He's a recurring guest. You guys probably recognize him from a few episodes ago. He's... <clears throat> Um, he's a retired special forces dude, great guy, uh, works for red, red arrow weapons. Well, I don't know, works with them. Um, does a lot of consulting and stuff, looks at, does a lot of testing and, um, whatever on their new guns. And he's, uh, really good friends with Kip Campbell. He grew up with Kip Campbell from red arrow weapons and red arrow TV. Uh, Jeremy's just a fucking all around great guy knows his shit about guns and he was SF for like 20 something years. Um, and awesome. I love talking to him. He's becoming a pretty good friend of mine. I just really glad he came on and got to share some, share some more stories and we got a little deep on some, um, issues, some veteran issues and, uh, talked about that for quite a while. And, and we also, talked a little bit about um some new upcoming guns from red arrow weapons so you guys can all look forward to the, seeing some of those guns come across especially you guys living in midwest states that are um hunting deer with straight walled cartridges and stuff so got some new stuff coming from red arrow weapons that jeremy goes into about and um i don't know it's just a good conversation with uh with a really good guy. So I hope you guys all enjoy. And um, also, you talk about Grizzly Coolers, title sponsor of Victory Drive. Um, love, I'm just very grateful. Love Grizzly Coolers that they came on board, decided to take a chance with the podcast like this, and, you know, kind of keep the wheels greased up. Um, you guys all know about Grizzly Coolers, listen to the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. And they're just a really great cooler company. They're really getting out there um, and 
they're huge supporters of Victory Drive and working class bow hunter. Uh, I just went to the shoot la- this last weekend, the working class bow hunter shoot, and man, Grizzly Coolers went all out. They gave a bunch of shit away um, to everyone that was there, and it was just an all around great time. They and Loopold is there, and all is an amazing time. But Grizzly Coolers, especially, they went above and beyond by giving away so much shit at the WCB shoot and making that experience just awesome for everybody. And um, they're also they're just like me and you guys. They're outdoor guys, hunters, fishermen, all of the above, making great products for outdoors people. And also. Huntworth, Huntworth Clothing, they are also helping out their, um, you know, another sponsor of Victory Drive and Working Class Bow Hunter. So, Huntworth Clothing, making grade A clothing for a working man's price. They make some seriously nice stuff uh, for, especially for the price. Like, they're very, very, very competitive with some of the uh, much higher higher price clothing. Um, there's great people, salty earth, and they make a really good product and go ahead and just check them out guys. At least give them a look. If you're looking for, um, new hunting clothes, new gear for next coming up season, uh, take a look at grizzly coolers and Huntworth clothing. I don't think you'll be disappointed and you're just looking, you know, looking's free. So just take a look at them, put them in your search query and hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening, and also appreciate all you guys listening, all your support. We wouldn't be here without you. I really, really appreciate everyone that's listening and interacts with me on Instagram and Facebook and everything else. And going going to the trade shows and also going to places like the WCB shoot and hanging out, all your support is greatly appreciated. Love you all. Thanks. So, uh, Jeremy. Yep. Jeremy Bond, back at it. Right on. Oh, fuck, man. Good to be back. Yeah. Good to have, good to have you back. Well, I guess good to be back some at your place. So, yeah. that's one thing, too, when we're talking. If you guys hear some back, background noise and shit, then it's because we're in the shop, drinking a beer, having a good time. And a little, little background noise never hurt nobody. Birds mm-hmm. chirping, not a big deal. They'll, so, get, they'll get over it. I think so. Yep. So, what have you been up to, dude? <clears throat> you've, been, you've had an exciting-ass fucking spring and... Yeah, everything. So. Um, I've been killing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've been doing some traveling, doing some killing, doing some guiding. I, I would say. Um, 
just living life, you know, living living the retired life as much as I can. Oh yeah, well you earned it, so that's good. Yeah, I, if if I was retired, that's that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> so if I would have stayed in, I would have probably I've been damn close to retirement now. Yeah, but yeah, I don't look at it. That it's way. a it's a good problem to have for sure. Yeah, right. No shit. So, uh, wait, well, yeah. I know we talked about this before, but I forgot. How long have you been retired for now? Uh, 2014, January of 2014. So that's, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, okay. So that's, yeah, that's been a little while. Cause, <laughs> yeah. I, cause I got out in 2018 and it feels like that was just yesterday. Yeah. But it, it does to it's me a too. while ago. <laughs> so yeah. And you're like, oh my God, 2014, like, holy shit. Yeah. But you've been fucking busy. I've been, you've yeah. been staying busy in your retired it, life. And that's, and that's the thing when, you know, especially you do the, the, you know, the military life and stuff like we did is you get out and you're used to being busy. You're used to doing that stuff. So you gotta, you know, having nothing but time. It's not a good thing for us. No, it's not. So we gotta, we gotta keep ourselves busy. Yeah. I say that I've said that quite, um, I don't know, probably more than a couple of times now where when I got out, I felt like I needed to stay busy mm-hmm. and just go straight into work and start doing something. Yeah. And just the busier you are, then, and I think it really just helps um, assimilate into quote unquote civilian life. Cause yeah, like you said, we're constantly, especially you, I mean, you're yeah. constantly fucking training and doing other shit, being yeah. um, on the teams and stuff. But I think it's just good advice for any veteran or anyone transitioning from. One like high paced, any t- type of high paced work environment to mm-hmm. a slower paced one. You just gotta find other shit to stay busy with. Because, oh, and uh, the the benefit that that you know, I've been fortunate enough to to link up with the right people to to start an organization and stuff to help fellow veterans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that keeps me busy, and and it also feels good because I'm helping guys. Um, and then, um, yeah, it's just. <sighs> Having something to do all the time isn't necessarily bad at all. No. Yeah. Especially, no. And that's, and you know, that's obviously if you're, if you're not into hunting, you know, I kind of don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but anyway, because <laughs> yeah, right. most of you guys do, um, uh, which, and if you don't, it's nothing, nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, having a, you know, a hobby, you know, hunting, fishing, you know, I don't care if you're freaking making underwater mm-hmm. baskets, um, <laughs> having, having something to do to keep yourself busy, you know, even, even if you're a civilian, you retire yeah. like, and then like, oh yeah, I can't wait to go sit on my porch and drink coffee in the morning. And like, mm-hmm. okay, that's going to, that'll probably happen for the first week or two. And then you're just like, now what am I going to do? Yeah. It's fucking you, badass for a little while. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have a hobby and have a passion. So. The good. The good thing about that is, um, well, I shouldn't say it's a good thing. This is a really bad thing. It was fucking a long couple of years, but COVID, a lot of people mm-hmm. took a lot of time off because either they couldn't go back to work or didn't want to or something like that. You know, where a lot of people in the country had a lot of time off, and I really feel like during that time, it really made people realize, like, holy shit, like, really kind of sit back and think about it, and be like, fuck, kind of yeah. sucks. Like, it sounds really cool being put on covid leave from your job for x amount of times and the government's like stay indoors like hell yeah there's only only so much shit you can watch on netflix and there's only so much enjoyment you get out of sitting on the porch drinking coffee you know you'll go stir crazy yeah it's it's an unfulfilling um way to 
spend your time on Earth, I think. So. And I and I think I remember some uh, a story, a statistic, or whatever it was. Um, it's like most people when they retire, it's like, I don't even know what their retirement age, seventy years old or whatever. Uh, 60, well, 65, 65, like 65 70 years old. Yeah. So people retire, and then like, oh, cool, I can go do you know whatever I want. I'm like, okay, well, that mountain you wanted to climb or that freaking road trip you want to take now, you're seventy years old and you freaking good luck. You know, yeah, good luck. But anyway. Um, I, I think it was just statistically speaking that people who don't have a hobby or a passion or something like that, once they retire, mm-hmm. they just start like mentally and physically going downhill and oh, then yeah. that's it. They're gone. Yeah. I've heard that from a lot of people too, that especially um, older people that maybe worked in you know, high paced stuff or maybe they had their own business mm-hmm. or especially farmers, you know, being busy farming and doing that, living that life. It's like my grandpa, he, Back in the day, a lot of farmers, they weren't just crop farmers. They had to supplement their farming with livestock, either, Mm -hmm. you know, cattle or hogs or something. So he stayed super busy even during the quote-unquote, like, off-season from crop farming. But uh, that's one thing he always said. It was, like, retirement for a lot of people is, like, a death sentence. Because their hobby, their life is what they're doing for work. And that's not me. I work to live. I don't live to work. Yeah. A lot of people do live do live to work, and when they when the work is done, they're like, "Well, shit, there goes my life. Like, I there's really no reason for me to be here anymore. Yeah. So, I guess well, it's time to degrade." And, and, and maybe those people hate their spouse too, and that was their, their way to get away from the house, yeah, right? You know, and they're like, "Oh shit, now I gotta I gotta be home every day." I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm just realizing now that I actually don't love you. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't no. even like being around you after yeah. 57 years of being married. Well, I actually. Yeah. Realize just now that I um, don't enjoy so, your personality at all. Yeah. Um, imagine. So imagine. Okay. We talk about the retirement age, 65, 70 years old. And now you're like, oh, shit. What am I going to do? And I got I to gotta stay busy. So imagine that at 38. Yeah. So I retired yep. at 38. And you're like, you, obviously, you have a high stress, you know, high. Um, high op tempo. High op tempo job and stuff. And you're always go, go, go. And all of a sudden. You either retire on your own terms, you medically retire, whatever it is. Um, you get injured, you can't you can't do it anymore, and it's like, hey, thanks for playing. Or fuck, even if you just get out. You just get out, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, shit, now, now what am I going to do? Yeah. And you're 30 or 38 years old, and it's one, it's hard to believe that you retired, but um, a lot of people, they, they go and join a police department, fire department, mm-hmm. they do something, you know, work in a factory or, you know, a, says young. You know, a management job or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 38, that's a, still very young. You have a lot yeah. of life left to live. Oh yeah. So, and you're still, I mean, unless you're really jacked up, um, luckily for me, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm jacked up I'm hundred percent disabled, but like physically, I think, you know, you know, I think mentally I'm at a point where I'm like, well, screw it. I'm going to freaking do this or I'm going to kill myself doing it because yeah. that's, I mean, that's just how we were grown up, mm-hmm. brought up to, to be. And, um, okay. So let me, let me talk about that real quick. Um, when people, when, especially veterans, when people say they're hundred percent disabled, mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of people that never served, uh, kind of think in their head when they hear hundred percent disabled, they're expecting, especially in veterans mm-hmm. they're expecting someone that's missing both legs or missing a leg yeah. or something like where it's like oh hey they're they're severely severely limited and disabled like disabled disabled like you know yeah handicapped disabled yeah being 100 percent disabled doesn't mean that you're handicapped disabled yeah. means you're you know basically uh the way the va and stuff looks at it is if you when you join the military that is 
100%. That's you at 100%. Yep. So then if you degrade through your course in military, if you mm-hmm. degrade enough, then they give you 100% disability rating based upon a bunch of different factors, whether it's, you know, um, PTSD, yep. TBI, actual like physical stuff like broken back, fucking yeah. broken ankles, yep. busted up knees, all that shit. That all adds up, and then eventually they have a calculation, and they come out with 100% disability rating. And by looking at you, I wouldn't say, like, yeah, you're handicapped, because mm-hmm. you're not. You can still go out and do things, but yeah. that's not what the 100% disabled means. So, so. The, so the easiest way, like, the way it was described to me a long time ago, because it's hard to wrap your head around it. Like, 100% disabled is, I mean, it is what it is, but um, you're right. You know, I have all my limbs, you know, thank God. Um, one of them doesn't really work so well, but um, it's there. <laughs> And, uh, but anyway, it, it was described to me as like, you have a hundred pennies on the table, right? And you're like, okay, you have hearing loss. All right. That's, that's 10%. So they take 10 of those pennies away. Yep. All right. All right. Okay. You have degenerative arthritis in your knees and your, in your knees from, from jumping out of planes for 20 years. Okay. That's 30%. So of the remaining 90 pennies on the table, they take 30 of those pennies. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be less than 30% of 30% those. 30% of 90. Yeah. 30% of 90. And then it just, you know, trickles down to like, you know, yeah. you know, what, whatever issues you have. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I got, I have so many things wrong with me, yeah. um, but it equals up to a hundred percent. And whatever your highest disability rating is. So say you say you have, uh, you got diagnosed with PTSD. Cause that's what the other thing too, mm-hmm. you know, as a veteran, you don't get to choose. You go, when you get out of the military, you go through extensive, like, uh, screening from all these doctors you have to mm-hmm. talk to a shrink and then they diagnose you they ask you a bunch of questions you sit with them for you know however long and they ask a bunch of questions yada 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 and then you go through and then you have to go see some therapists like other like physical therapists and see what your range of motion is and all this other shit and but they take the highest person so say you are 50 percent disabled from so you get a 50 percent rating for ptsd then that's they take 50 percent of the hundred out, and then it goes on from there. So every yep. thing you get that's less than fifty percent or whatever else. So say you have ten percent in your knees, ten percent in your back, ten percent hearing, twenty percent your ankle, yep. whatever. Then it's all taken from that percentage as well. So as you get closer to a hundred, it's harder and harder. You have yep. to be more and more fucked up. Yep. So yeah. And then for me, so so when I initially got out, I was ninety percent. Mm-hmm. So and they do a reevaluate the you know Veterans Affairs they do a reevaluation, so they reevaluate everything. Okay, maybe things got better. Maybe How often some, they do that? I think it was like five years after I retired. Well, I'm just about to hit my five year mark. Yeah, so I don't, now, so you I don't know, know. So um, <clears throat> do they did they call you in for it? It was it was I got a letter and they're like oh, you got reevaluation. Oh, okay. I'm like oh shit, they're gonna find it. Nothing's wrong with me. Yeah. I'm like great now I'm. Uh, well, everything's wrong with me, but anyway. Yeah, yeah you're gonna be, um, hey, you healed. Yeah, great. <laughs> so it's a miracle. <laughs> um, so they uh, they did a reevaluation and stuff like that, and sat down with the doctor, and he he goes, "Oh yeah, you're <laughs> yeah yeah you're 100 percent now. You're yeah. you're 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 done. Mm-hmm. Um, you've reached that. You know, it's it's definitely not getting better. It's getting getting worse. Obviously, it's, your your injuries and stuff don't ever get better as you get older. They get worse. Right. You know." Um, all the degenerative arthritis and my, my knees, my elbows and the back and shoulders and stuff like that from jumping out planes and falling off buildings in Iraq and, you know, um, hitting IEDs and, you know, just all the, all that stuff, all the hearing loss from, you know, explosions and gunfire and, mm-hmm. you know, just eat and all the stuff during the training. So all that stuff adds up, gets worse, you know, 
older people don't get better hearing, they get worse hearing. Yeah. When they're not exposed to that stuff. So, um, so anyway, they, they did the hundred percent thing and yeah, just, mm -hmm. that's what I got. Yeah. So what the, f how the fuck did we get on disability no ideas? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. You staying busy. That's right. So yep. staying busy. So you're retired yep. and all that shit. So you're not like, I mean, you're not fucking, you got retirement and then whatever you get for disability and yada, yada, yada. So you're not working technically. No. You're not working like a regular nine to five, but you, no. you're staying busy with your hobbies and other things in order to stay busy and finding other quote unquote work so, as in these organizations. Yeah. So the, with. so the way that I stay busy is one, it, you know, there's, there's personal, personal, um, work or you know satisfaction and stuff like that and, and hobbies that i do you know hunting myself and all the stuff but um probably one of the the most passionate ones is is taking veterans out hunting yeah you know um i mean it's great if i get a deer and i'm like freaking you know on cloud nine but yeah. that, that being on cloud nine only lasts for so long it's like your um what is it i guess it's your cortisone levels or whatever like that so you you've been ex i've been exposed to so much high op tempo high <laughs> Uh, basically adrenaline, high adrenaline, high adrenaline stuff for so long, like things don't excite me as much anymore as they used to. Yep. Like I've killed deer and like my buddies like on cloud nine that I killed this deer and I'm just like, that's cool, man. That's good. He's mm -hmm. like, what? Dude, I'd be freaking ecstatic. This is my happy face, man. And I'm like, hey, right. yeah, exactly. I'm stoked. And it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I guess internally it's, you're happy and stuff, but it's, it's hard to get that so you're always chasing that high but yeah. that high is so hard to chase now and it's just like uh -huh. it's, it's not that you're internally not happy and grateful and all the stuff but it's just like like when i killed that that deer i just got a for you guys listening um i just got a full body mount uh for a, from a deer that i killed two years ago on veterans day and uh that deer it honestly it saved my life because you know i having a bad day pick myself up from the bootstraps said, Hey, I'm going out to the tree stand and I go out there and I killed the biggest deer of my life. And, you know, I was on cloud nine, mm -hmm. but you know, there's, you're on a ride. It's mm -hmm. only going to last for so long and it's still, but you know, every day that I come in here into the shop and I look at that deer, I'm like, thanks, yeah. thanks buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, I mean, that's, that's super cool. Um, can you, can you do you, I don't know. Go ahead. You can tell me to fuck off if you want, but what, why were you having, like, can you elaborate on having a bad day kind it of was, thing? It was Veterans Day. Started thinking about some of my boys. You know, I got a lot of uh, memorial yeah. stuff over there on the wall and, and for some of my guys and teammates and stuff. And, you know, like, I'm being, I'm out here in Iowa, um, in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, you know, very far away from teammates and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you even even you, I'm sure, you you get out of the military, you kind of lose lose touch with guys. You don't stay in touch with guys as often as possible, mm -hmm. um, as you should. And uh, we're all we're all guilty of it. And uh, anyway, it was just it was just one of those days, and I was just like, God, dang, this sucks, man. This sucks. I miss the boys. You know, I miss doing what I did. You know, uh, pissed off about my arm. You know, um, it's, I, I get pissed off all the time about my arm because it's the function of it and all the stuff. Luckily, it's still there. You know, I do have the arm. And I'm able to to use it to an extent. I still can't feel, you know, have the dexterity or feel the, you yep. know, feel the, feel stuff. And, uh, but I make it work. Um, and that's where that, you know, um, that determination comes from. Yeah. So I'm determined to make it work and determined to freaking do it and, and determined to be successful. So 
So I was having one of those bad days, and I said, you know what? Quit being a pussy and freaking go out there and do something. You mm-hmm. know, go go out there and go sit in a tree. Even if you don't see a deer, at least your buddies would have freaking liked to, you know, that aren't here anymore, would like to have gone go sit in that tree. Yep. Go, you know, enjoy that and go sit there in nature. And it's, it's just that calming, just, uh, you know, like, huh, all right. It's just not so bad. You know, I saw some cool shit in the woods that I didn't think I'd ever see and – you know, anyway, and then the biggest deer of my life walked by and I ended up drilling it at 30 yards and <laughs> went about 20 and yeah, all high fives and freaking beer after that. Uh-huh. So, so I, I know of some, you know, there, there's some veterans that listen to this stuff too. And I know it's one thing that definitely a lot of guys struggle with getting out and getting back in like the world, I guess, is um, getting through those bad days. Mm-hmm. And I've said it on, when I was talking to Kurt on uh, a working class on DeerCast episode, um, that's, I had kind of the same, I didn't have a one moment specifically, but I contribute a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of stress relief, if you want to say that, I guess. Yeah. Um, hunting, in my opinion, can save lives. And I think it has saved my life because I, you know, it's, the suicide rate in the veteran community is very high still. Yeah. Um, I think it's getting a little bit better statistically speaking, but it's still fucking high yeah. and it's still pretty, it's still obviously very terrible. And I mean, I mean, I don't know. I know there's been times where I've had bad days yeah. too. You know, yeah. when I got back home, especially when I got out, cause like most of my stuff happened when I was in Afghanistan, but right after I got back from Afghanistan, I immediately went and started working to go active duty and when I got out of active duty, like, when I was active duty, you don't have a lot of time. Like, you set the optimal mm-hmm. size, so you just are busy all the time. You don't really – you don't reflect on – You don't career. have time to sit there and think about no. it. No. You don't sit there and reflect on your career that you had in the military. You don't sit there and reflect on a whole – I had bad days when I was in the Army, too, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah. And when I got home and trying to fucking navigate civilian life, and um, I didn't retire, so I don't get a yeah. pension. I – wanted to be a dad and come home and be a dad for my yep. daughter kind of thing rather yep. than retire. That was more important to me. And so I didn't get a retirement and I didn't get a lot of things and she, trying to you fucking have that work. Added stress. Yeah. So that. I'm trying to work yep. and trying to figure out how to be a fucking civilian when I, I joined the army at 17 and I don't really know anything else. Nope. And I get out and it's all this shit getting thrown at you. Like I'm not even good at this. Like I'm good at, I'm good at one thing right now because it's what I've been doing my whole life. Yeah. And that's not fucking this. So I had, when I got home, that was really fucking hard because all this shit getting thrown in my lap right away. And I had bad days. You know, there's a yeah. lot of days where, there's a lot of days, especially in the early days of me getting home where, you know, I mean, I'd be a fucking liar if I didn't think about it. You know, I'd be yeah. a liar if yeah. I didn't, you know, didn't sit back and have a few too many drinks and really hard, like really, really contemplate certain things like man i'm not even a fucking good dad i'm not a good fucking civilian i'm terrible at my job i'm not making enough money i have a lot of debt i got left with a lot of debt when yep. i got home i have all this shit fucking compounding and just weighing me down like if i just go away i have a four hundred thousand dollar fucking life insurance if, if, I just so went away, if i wasn't here yeah if i just went away i'm not even fucking yeah. good at this anyway so might as well just go and yeah. at, at least then at least then i can give my daughter 
like a couple hundred grand when I die, yeah. you know, after debt and shit's paid off. <laughs> with but, it, what, but whatever at the else, end of but, it, dude, at the end of it, she would want you more, exactly. more than any monetary amount. Yep. So, but it's, it's those thoughts that you have, and they I don't want to say that they're inevitable thoughts, but they really are inevitable thoughts that you, people have. And it's, you know, so I so I was an advocate. I think I think we talked about it a little bit on a, the previous episode. So I was an advocate for Special Operations Command, um, for the, the SOCOM Special Operations Command Care mm-hmm. Coalition. And uh, one of the guys that was, I was an advocate for, he was – he was an Air Force guy from uh, from Herbert Herbert Field. Um, That's a fucking which, tongue twister. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. And um, anyway, he uh, he tried to commit suicide, mm. so he failed. I'm like, dude, you suck, man. Like, <laughs> <Jesus. dang." laughs> but anyway, I mean, we were joking right. and stuff like he's Obviously. like, but it's he's a, but this, he. This uh, is a different breed of people you're talking yeah, about here. So. It's it's a totally different breed of people. You know, I mean, some people might get offended. I can't believe I said that, but like, you know, it's. You know, you're sitting there with a sucking chest wound, and you're like, man, you suck, dude. Like, like but you know, that's, <laughs> that's just a culture that we grew up in and yeah. stuff. And it's it, dark, it, dark humor. It's dark hits. humor. You got to be thick skinned and all this yep. stuff. But anyway, um, what I was, what I was saying is, so he, he attempted suicide, shot himself in the, underneath the chin. And oh, fuck. yeah. So he, the bullet messed his jaw up and stuff like that and kind of skipped around the front of his face and ended up, you know, exiting out the, like the side of his skull or something. And, uh, so anyway, he said, Holy you shit. know, he, immediately he regretted the decision. Mm-hmm. He totally, as soon as it happened, he regretted it. And all you could think about was like, Oh my God, my mom's going to kill me. <laughs> like I freaking, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So he was, he was, they turned him in, in basically into the spokes spokesperson for suicide, mm-hmm. you know, suicide prevention there for the, for the air force and stuff. And, um, you know, obviously I wasn't in the air force, I was in the army, but, um, it's I think, it, the I think it, I th- it's the same team, mm-hmm. same, you know, so I don't know how much, um, you know, the, other than the, the controllers and the combat controllers and stuff like that, the PJs and stuff they get attached to, you know, um, special ops guys like myself or, you know, infantry guys or whatever actually go out there and see frontline mm-hmm. combat and, and actually doing stuff. Um, I, I hope that he was able to speak to army guys and stuff like that. And like, Hey, I went down that road and I actually freaking tried to execute the, the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I failed. Thank God. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, because that, I mean, that speaks volumes. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've heard, I've heard stories from uh, a couple different like fame, more famous people. There's a dude back in the day that um, him and his buddy went to commit suicide, and his buddy they had a shotgun. They're high mm-hmm. and drunk, and they're listening to I think like Judas Priest or something like that. And they, they're like, <laughs> "Fuck it, dude, let's do it." And it was one buddy shot himself in the fucking right on the chin with a shotgun, succeeded, died, yeah. but in the process got the shotgun all bloody. And then he went to go do it to himself, and he put it under his chin, went to pull the trigger, and it slipped, and he just blew his face off. Wow. And he could barely talk, but he was telling his story too, where it's like every survivor, every suicide survivor, yeah. or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they all regret it. Mm-hmm. They all immediately, at, right, same exact thing, where like immediately afterwards, instant regret. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. But the people that don't regret suicide are the ones that succeed because they're not here to say they yeah. regret it, you know? Yep. And that's the tragic truth of the whole situation. It's like, you know, there's that that old saying that everyone's heard a million times, where um, suicide is a temp- is a permanent fix to a temporary problem. Yep, it's one of those. It's just uh, when you have bad days like that, you know, yep. 
It's way more important, even if you feel like the whole fucking world is on top of you and crushing you under the weight of expectations or whatever it is. Pushing through, that's the fucking, Mm -hmm. that's the tough road. And that's the more, and like we know in the military and it's in the hunting and everything else, um, the the correct path is rarely the easy path. Yeah. It's usually the harder path. So, and the harder choice to make is to live every day. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, suicide, it's it's kind of like the the easy way out. You know, like, oh, my God, I got all these bills. I got this. I got that. You know, my freaking kids hate me. This. You know, like, okay, that's the easy way out. That's a, that's a, that's a chicken shit way out. Um, and, like, I've been down that road. Yep. You know, I'm like, you know, I reflect on it now. I'm like, damn, what a freaking idiot, man. Mm-hmm. Like, God dang. Like, you, dude, you're tougher than this. You know, and then uh, so so I I can't remember if it if we talked about the during the during our last podcast and stuff, but uh, yeah, I think we did. Is I just had a buddy uh, from mm-hmm. Third Range Battalion. He committed to it like he was a rock star. He was he was a um, a below the knee or above the knee amputee. And uh, anyway, he uh, you never thought in a million years. Mm-hmm. You know, and there he goes, and, and he succeeded, unfortunately. Um, so he's no longer with us. But uh, you're like, God dang, man, just just don't don't take the easy way out, man. Yeah, it's you know, there's always going to be another day, and there's you know, there's going to be another opportunity to fix whatever you think you screwed up, or or you know, as as bad as you think, like like you said, we're our own worst enemy, mm-hmm. um, you know, our own worst critics, and uh, yeah, you can always. You, there's always another chance to, to make things right. So luckily for me, you know, I have, you know, I have this passion of taking veterans out hunting. Um, so I have something to look forward to. So if I have a bad day, I'm like, Oh, you know what? Screw this. I'm not going to sit here and stagnant and I'm going to freaking work myself to the bone for mm-hmm. these guys. They don't know I'm freaking doing all this, this stuff, moving tree stands or whatever I'm doing. Um, but it keeps me busy. And it yep. keeps me passionate. It keeps me looking forward to these guys because I want nothing more than these guys to be successful. Because mm-hmm. I don't know it, but that could be their lifeline yeah. right there. Their their trip here to Iowa to hunt with me. With, not that I'm a freaking great hunter or a freaking guide or whatever. But, like, you know, I, I do all the work that I can to make these guys successful. Um, well, it's not even about that, though. It's yeah. not even that you're – the world's best hunter or the world's no, best guy or anything no. like that. It, the, what, what makes it good and what makes it unique, especially is that you've been down the yeah. road, you yeah. know, you, you, you can sit there and you can talk to anyone that sat on a Navy ship for, you know, 20 years or mm-hmm. someone that spent four years in the Marine Corps and did maybe mm-hmm. one deployment or maybe even never deployed. I don't know, but I think this is going to be more geared towards like war veterans, but it's, you can talk and relate to all those people because you've yeah. been there and done it. Yeah. So it's not that they're coming here to, um, hunt in Iowa with a world-class hunter guide. They're coming to Iowa to hang out with a buddy. So maybe, yeah. maybe if you don't know each other right away, the killing, like, the, animal, buddy. the killing the animal is the icing on yep. the cake. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and to share that, you know, it's, 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 it's getting to know that guy in his, you know, his struggles and share your struggles and, you know, your triumphs or his triumphs or whatever like that. I mean, you're, you're basically, you don't know you're doing it at the time. You think you're just there helping him, but mm-hmm. like he's in turn, you, you don't realize it, but he's helping you too. He's oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, dude. I, I, you know, it's just, you know, you miss that camaraderie and stuff and sitting around the, 
not the fire, but like, you know, even the smoke pit. Where yeah. When, when we're back here at camp and stuff, um, and we're sitting around a fire and we're shooting the shit, drinking beers and, you know, telling lies. Um, you don't realize, realize how much you miss that. Yeah. And it's just like, you feel like you're back home. Yep. You're like, Oh dude, this is what I, and it's like, so you, you live the entire rest of the year looking forward to those moments that week that these guys are here. Um, because you don't know, I mean, you don't know, it freaking do not, might not be around next time. Yep. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's kind of beautiful in the way because, you know, like I said, when I'm, I'm having a bad day and I, I say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go and do this stuff for these guys to get ready for these guys. I mean, like when's hunting season? It's like, it's still a long ways away. It's still a long ways away. Dude, we're in the summer. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we just started but, summer, but, dude. <laughs> but I have a stack of tree stands over there. I've been moving yeah. because I'm like, okay, well, uh, I can't sit around. I want to go do something. Yep. So I'm going to go move some tree stands and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And, so, uh, I, so who the fuck was, I think I was talking to, I've talked to my wife about this stuff before too, but, uh, whenever you think about suicide, um, it's the butterfly effect. Like, you know, everyone knows like, okay, that the butterfly effect movie, like, oh yeah, a butterfly pats its wings and then something happens that led to another thing that led to another thing. And then if that butterfly never flapped its wings that day, maybe this person died and never became present. I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So the butterfly effect of your decisions on earth, I feel like it's really easy to sit back and be like, nothing matters. Like it doesn't like me being here. doesn't matter. It doesn't, I, my family doesn't really even care for me. I just got in a big fight with my wife. My fucking kid hates me because, um, she's a teenager and teenagers hate everything. So it's like the whole world's falling apart. Everything sucks. And you're like, fuck it. Males go, you know, but yeah. what you don't realize also is that if you're here on earth, um, doing your everyday stuff, say you go to an, I go into a gas station on the way home today and I buy some fucking chew and I'm talking to the clerk and I'm just, you know, I'm just being a nice guy. I'm like, Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You know, have a great day. Maybe that's the nicest thing. Maybe they just got their ass chewed by fucking another, someone else. And maybe I just affect that person's life in the most minute way. And I'll never know it. You know, anything, like whatever you do in your life, just, I guess you don't, you never really realize the impact you have on this world and, You'll never know. Like, we'll never know what impact we have on on Earth with other people. We just know that, in my opinion, I just it's um, like nature. We just yeah. know that we're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be doing this thing until it's over. And whenever that does happen, it's not up to it's not up to me or you to decide when it ends. Just like how murder yeah. is um, really abhorrent and illegal, and obviously mm-hmm. and a like, terrible thing to do. You took that if you murder someone. You made you took away you broke nature's chain by murdering someone and saying like you know mm-hmm. I feel like it's their time to go now yeah. and just the same way with suicide because you're, you're just murdering now. yourself it's not my decision to decide when I go it's not my deci- it's not your decision to decide when you go like yeah. we all like to think that we're in such control and stuff and everything else but you don't realize that it's not I don't know I don't know if this is going to help anyone but it's not your decision to make like just tough it out what you need to do is just keep keep on keeping on. No matter so, how hard it looks. It's funny you say that because uh, my girlfriend has this little quote, and I see it all the time. It's by Mr. Rogers. 
You know, Mr. Oh, Rogers, yeah. you know, the little the guy who changes the sweater and all that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's a beautiful day in my neighborhood, right? There it is. Um, and it basically has, you have no idea, I don't know the exact quote, but it has something to do with, you have no idea the impact you make on other people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's true. Like, yeah, you don't. Whether if you're, you're at the gas station, you say, you know, hey, thanks so much. You know, oh, by the way, I like your earrings. Or mm-hmm. Whatever. You, you just made their day. Yep. You know. Um, My fucking daughter yeah. does that shit all the time. Like we'll be yeah. out and a waitress will come up or or waiter. It doesn't matter. It's not just she's not mutually exclusive to she'll just notice women, something. but she'll notice something about someone. And that comes from my wife teaching her because my wife is uh, my daughter's stepmom. So uh-huh. uh, my wife has spent a lot of time teaching her like, hey, you know, when someone gives you a compliment, give one back. And mm-hmm. she taught her that at a very young age. That's really stuck with my daughter now, even that she's ten. You know, whenever she sees someone, she'll find something that's nice. Yeah. And she'll, she will say it. Like she'll, a waitress comes by and she's like, oh, you have beautiful hair. I really like what you do with your hair or, oh, that's beautiful makeup or something. She'll say something and you can just tell like that waitress, you might come to the table kind of maybe like, okay, can I take your order or whatever the fuck? And then after my daughter says something like that, she's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And just changes her whole demeanor instantly. And it's like, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that we all of us need to go around because it'd be weird if I did it. I'm a 32 yeah. year old fucking man. I'm like, hey, your makeup looks beautiful. <laughs> you know, and she's a 16 year old waitress. Like, That'd be fucking hell? odd, you know. Maybe. But from a 10 year old girl, she can get, she can yeah, get away with she, pretty much anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually makes them feel good, you know. It's like, well, I don't know. It's nice when that happens. You yeah. know, it's nice when you see that. And I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't have ever seen that beauty or anything that if I, you know, decided to act on earlier thoughts you know yeah oh absolutely yep but yeah, yeah it's uh so in this organization that you're doing it's like that i guess that's what we're getting back to again it's like it is very important because man like you said you know hunting that deer saved your life hunting in general has yeah. like saved your life on multiple occasions i've said that on multiple occasions too i really do believe that hunting has you know given at least given me a reason to keep going yep and it keeps you goal oriented and especially for other veterans and other people that maybe don't hunt and maybe they are looking for a hobby or looking for something to do in the off time and <clears throat> like sharing that passion and seeing that it, I guess kind of infect other people and be like yep. a positive change in their life. It's fucking awesome. It's like, it's like everybody's looking for, it's like, you know, in the military, it's a brotherhood. Yeah. You know, regardless of what service you were in, what, what branch you were in or, what branch you were in or what, what you did in whatever branch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a brotherhood. Like I got Navy friends, I got Marine friends, you know, they all eat crayons and stuff, but anyway, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, Marine friends, seals, SF dudes, Delta guys, you know, all the, you know, I got a lot of friends, um, in the military and it's just, everyone's looking for a brotherhood. Like whether the brotherhood is, it doesn't have to be military related. It doesn't have to be hunting related. It could be mm-hmm. dudes like, you're like, oh man, that fly fishing thing looks cool. Yeah, you know, freaking get into fly fishing, go in a fly tying or whatever. Like, dude, mm-hmm. it'll it'll keep you busy. Keep it's busy. cool. It's cool. Nah, um, I mean, I mean, I've I've done it. I've done a lot. <laughs> it's it's very intricate, but it'll keep your mind going. I, I, um, I've always said that fly fishing is like the the liberal outdoors activity. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, 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 I you know I enjoy fly fishing. I don't do it as no. much. I, I mean, I kind of got spoiled. The first first time I really went fly fishing was out in uh, Wyoming. 
Oh yeah, so I, I mean a, that's different. I did a float trip, yeah. and you know, I did catch some catch some rainbows and stuff like that, and and uh, I got hooked, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is cool because it's it's keeping your mind busy. Just yeah, like, right. you know, they say, you know, as you get older and stuff, you know, a lot of old people play board games because they can't physically mm-hmm. go out there and do it because it keeps your mind busy. Mm-hmm. Like the, just like you see old guys in the, in the trout stream out mm-hmm. there trying to you know, keep going, Yep, you know, put one foot in front of the other. So some play Sudoku, others fly fish, you know, that's it's it. cool. Yeah. So, cause they can't climb a tree stand anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I was fucking hurt from the ground, dude. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> no, I, it, I don't know. I feel like hunting, and that's just me being biased because that's my number one passion mm-hmm. is hunting, but um, especially big game hunting. Like, I love, love hunting turkeys and waterfowl and all that other shit, too, but big game hunting is like, yeah, it fucking gets you rolling. Yeah. But uh, it's, I feel like that's, it just, for me, that's the number like the number one hobby. Just it's so time consuming, which is yeah. awesome. But it can be as time consuming as you want it to be. Correct. Same with fly fishing and other outdoor outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about being in the outdoors that is different than quilting or uh, knitting quilts. Yeah, you know, yeah. like sitting inside knitting and stuff. Not saying that's a bad hobby to have because it's great. But being inside is a different yeah. hobby than being outside. And it's being outside in nature and fucking feeling the sun and all sort of stuff it's just super therapeutic it's healing um, dude 100 yeah, it's healing absolutely um and dudes that sit inside and just don't do anything it, i mean you're doing yourself an injustice yeah i'm not um, being a douche here but uh, um the basement dwellers that all they do is play video games and watch anime they're generally not as happy no like you just look at them you're like Okay, your hair is greasy. You're super pale. You're unhappy. You know? Yeah. And you look at some outdoor guy. Like, okay, maybe his hair is greasy too, but he's, yeah. At least, at least he's a little bit tan and fucking happy or red. But he's probably not out there drinking Mountain Dew and freaking eating Doritos all day. That's true. Yeah. 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 No indoor activities are. Don't get me wrong. I do like playing video games. Yeah. And maybe it's in the basement. I don't know. But it's not. <laughs> it's not my number one fucking time consuming hobby. You no. know. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just being outside and doing that shit and hunting and fishing and whatever else you're doing out there. Even is if you're fucking just hiking or riding, hiking. A, riding a horse or oh, yeah. whatever, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're trying to do with this organization is yeah. share that passion, get people, um, I guess, tr- try to get veterans out there to expose them to. Yeah, it. to keep them busy, to keep them going, to have them some. To give them something to look forward to, yeah, other well, than work and other Cause, shit. Because a lot of guys, they're they're lost when they get out. You know, they don't know what the hell they're going to do, and you know, now they're they're thrown basically thrown to the wolves or you know, the civilian world. Uh, they're thrown to the civilian world, which is it's totally night and day from the military world. Yeah, that we grew up in, and uh, you can't really tell somebody to fuck off and do push ups in in a freaking corporate board meeting. Yeah, you know, right. It probably won't go over so well. Mm-hmm. So, um, shut the fuck up and <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't. You, you know, what I'm saying you have to be. You have to tune it down a little bit yeah. in the civilian world. So, um, so these guys are lost. So, and not not only that. So they're they've been in combat or they've been doing all this stuff for x number of years. You know, in com uh, in their military service, and now they're trying to re- basically they're trying to reconnect with their family as well. So like. 
what better way to reconnect with the family than to go and shooting or hunting, yeah. Te- teaching your kids, your wife, your girlfriend, your whoever to hunt and all this stuff and do these things. You enjoy. They might not enjoy it, you know, mm-hmm. because it's freaking – they might be cold, whatever. Like, But you do your best to make it as enjoyable as possible. Yeah. And you're like, hey, this is what I enjoy doing. And, like, maybe you'll enjoy it too. And then if they do, then, like, okay, you're, you're instant, instant bond right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, like, okay, well, but you know what? I saw the look on dad's face when he was out there in that freaking ground blind. And, like, he was like a little kid. He loved yep. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, so next time dad says, hey, do you mind if I go hunting? Like, no, dad. That's cool. Have had it. Yeah, go go for it. I, you know, I don't want to go out there because it's negative 25. Yeah, but. negative 25. <laughs> but, yeah, you go, you, you go sit there fun. and freeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just an, it's just another way that these guys also have a way to, to reconnect with family and reconnect with the kids that they may have been out of their lives mm-hmm. for you know, shit, you know, months on end and, you know, during, during all the war. Well, if you add it all up years, you know, yeah. it, oh, no, matter what, yeah. no matter what you did in the military with all the training and everything else, it's like, yeah. if you've added it all up, it's got to, it's got to be, you know, years oh, yeah. that you're like, taking like away. I was like on average, I was gone about nine months out of every year, yep. whether, whether it be combat, whether training, you know, doing other stuff in central and South America with the other agencies and stuff. But, um, on average, about nine months out of every year for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. So. That's a long fucking time. Oh, yeah. The majority. You know, yeah. I'm not a mathematician, but that's a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, yeah. it's tough and it's stressful as fuck. You know, I never really talked about it in the, in the moment to like my wife and stuff because I don't want to be a bitch. You know, I'm not going to be like, hey, honey, it's a rough day. Like, why? Like, I don't know because everything fucking sucks. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to. I, at least me, I didn't want to sit there and ruin her day about it, yeah. you know, or have her be like, oh, what can I do to fix it? And it's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But there's not much. It's just one of those things. I don't, I didn't talk about it a whole lot at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little more open about it now because I'm, I feel like I'm past it for the most part, but it's like, you know, I still have my bad days, but it's just not as bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Time heals everything. Yep. And I wouldn't say it heals completely, but it definitely helps take the sting yeah. of certain days. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, because I, I didn't lose, like, a shit ton of friends, but, like, we I, we did lose one guy, mm-hmm. and he was, like, one of my best friends. You know, we went to basic, we, were, we met, met in basic and stuff, and mm-hmm. it was just a rough fucking deal. And, uh, man, you know, I think about him every day, but now it's getting to the point, I'm finally to the point now where when I think about him, I'm not thinking about uh, the end. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about, like, the stuff that was awesome when yeah. he was here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of dwelling on the end, I'm... Um, uh, I guess focusing on the good times, you know, I can yeah, see, absolutely. I can see past the end and see, um, you know, when we're sitting in the hooch fucking playing cod and fucking smoking cigarettes and shooting the shit, calling each other bitches and stuff, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I can look at that stuff and laugh and smile rather yeah. than fucking. And it's, going it's hard to do day, because you know? I mean, that dude's gone, right? Yeah. He's gone. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of, a you thing it's kind of like a me thing you know you lose a guy and it's like it's a selfish thing it's just like so you continuously mourn this guy's death and death mm-hmm. and, you know it's just like dude he's gone he's in a better place you know and he um, and we've all talked about it you know before he died and stuff we've all talked about where it's like you know hey motherfucker like yeah. don't cry over me bitch like <laughs> yeah don't yeah. do it because that for one that's a bitch move for two yeah it's like just don't do it like yeah. Remember the good times and move on, kind of thing. That's, That's what he wanted. And he was a big outdoorsman. Like he fucking loved working on his jeep, and he loved hunting and fishing, all this other stuff. Yep. So it's like when I'm out there doing that stuff, I think about think about him in a different sense. Where it's mm-hmm. like 
he wouldn't want me sitting there fucking crying every day about him being gone. He'd, he'd call you like, a bitch. He'd call me Just... a bitch. He's like, suck it <laughs> yeah. up, bitch. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, shit happens. Move on, you know? That's, yeah. what he, that's what he would say. Donnie was a fucking, he's a dick, but he's a, he's awesome. You know, yeah. he's a, he's a dick in all the right ways, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, hey, yeah, no, that's what I would do if I, if it were me. And I would be doing the same thing. I would be like, "Fucking, yeah. don't make me fucking come down there like, and really? call you a real bitch, dude." Like, yeah. suck it up, put the fucking, put the whiskey down, <laughs> put the gun back away, and yeah. fucking move on, dude. Yeah, go yeah. hunting, dude. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, what are you doing? Go fucking rub some dirt in it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I don't know. In shooting, like just recreational shooting, that's another fucking big yeah. hobby that a lot of guys yep. do. It's also it's shooting, awesome reloading, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I guess twenty two, like the twenty two long range shoots, have become a really popular thing too. I mean, that's oh yeah, these you know you can get your kids into. Yep, you know they're getting super popular. So, oh my god, especially around here. Yeah, I had a guy it's cheap too. It's very cheap. <laughs> it's very 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 cheap. I bought five hundred rounds for like fucking fifteen bucks. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I give it to my daughter because I bought her twenty two, and I told her I want all these. I want all these um, rounds gone by the end of the summer, so she's working on that. But that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I uh, I had a guy on my podcast uh, early on. I forgot what episode it was, but it was Darren DeBoer. Mm-hmm. He's the, he's a great fucking guy in in Kansas, and he does all that. He does twenty two PRS matches all the time. Like that's his thing. It's fucking cool. shooting a twenty two out to like five hundred and fifty yards or fucking six hundred yards, whatever the fuck. So far as hell, really, really far for a twenty two long rifle. Hope so, it's not windy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He said like calculating the dough was just re- ridiculous on twenty two. Like, oh, that. I bet. It's like it's it's the end. I max out, max out elevation, hold hold high, and then still hold off, and still hold off. Yeah, yeah. it's it's wild, but you know it, it is cool and it's super cheap, and you can get kids into it. Like my daughter shooting the twenty two. Like she did like a little. I had her do a little review on her twenty two, <laughs> like a YouTube fucking gun review. That's awesome. She's fucking sweet. Yeah. yeah, she's like it's it's awesome because it doesn't kick. You know, <laughs> so like twenty twos are so fucking easy to handle, and they're great yeah. for kids and getting them out there yeah. shooting it and experiencing that she has a little Hell steel yeah. plate she's she has she fucking loves hearing that ting so something about something about shooting steel that just yeah. oh, gets yeah. people rolling dude you know hell yeah <laughs> that audible ting is ama- is an awesome thing or that even when you're shooting your bow you know fucking shooting shooting foam with your bow it's like hearing yeah. that thwack, yeah and hit hearing it hit that foam you're like nice i didn't lose an arrow for one <laughs> like, that's <sweet>. cool <laughs> yeah i think i'll find that one yeah i think that'd yeah. be nice but yeah. no i don't know oh so, you have so okay. Let's go back to spring because that's kind of where we started. Yep. So you went out and you fucking so the dick down on some yep. So I I started turkey season off here in Iowa. Um, so I shot, ended up shooting three birds. Only found two. One of them got away from me. Flew across the river. So oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, it happens. Because um, because the field in the, the field that I'm hunting it's right on right beside a river. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of went in the woods and then took off. And I was like, I'm not finding that one. Yep. And uh, I don't know if he lived or not. But so anyway, so I ended up tagging out here in Iowa uh, the first week. So I'm like, oh shit! Now what am I gonna do? Yeah. I'm like, all right. Well, I still I'm still taking my girlfriend out to try to get her another bird with her bow. And uh, I actually took the landowner's grandson out to get a, get him a bird. Um, remember, like, there, we had a week, and it was, like, 80. And then, oh, like, yeah, in first then, season? Yep. Yep. And then it was, like, the weekend, and it started snowing. Yes. Yeah, I was out yeah. there. Yep, I was, I, w- there. I was too. 
It sucks. Because I told my fucking nephew, I was like, hey, because I took my nephew out to again for the first time. I was like, let's get a second season tag. Because you have the weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm out there with him. It was only one day he had he had to hunt. And I was like, all right, let's go. So I, anyway, you know, I'm trying to cater to him. I think he's maybe 16 years old or something like that. Was that Saturday or Sunday? Seven, it was a Sunday. We were that was there. the worst day. It Saturday was, yeah. was a oh, little bit more bearable, but Sunday was, was the worst. It sucked. Yep. And I was like, hmm. Mm. So anyway, I got the little buddy heater out there for him and all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, if it was, you know. Anyway, so a bird came in, um, but it was kind of scurred us. And he had a shotgun. I didn't know his shooting skills and all that stuff. I said, mm-hmm. wait, wait for him to come in. It just kind of scurred and kind of never got a shot. Right. And he was motivated enough to go back out in the afternoon, um, but it was just a shitty and no birds and yeah. Yeah, so, on those when you get newer hunters out there, not knowing their shooting, like my nephew, I took him out and I gave him a couple of shells and I'm like he didn't, he doesn't even have a shotgun, so he right. shoot my shotgun. We put out some paper, I'm like you know, shoot this dot, mm-hmm. you know, so he fucking put it on a dot and pulled his trigger. I'm like, looks great. Yeah, we're gonna go hunting. So you know, but he, it, it looked great, and he's yeah. like, "Oh fuck, that was, that kicked a little bit more than I expected." I'm like, "All right, just do that same thing on a turkey; you'll be fine." But you still don't, you still want to get them as close as possible because you, yeah, and, a lot of shit can go wrong when the adrenaline starts pumping and everything else. In this this scenario, it was uh, it was Grandpa's shotgun, and it was good. I didn't know what kind of rounds it had. I didn't know if it had a choke tube a, you know a choke in it or not you know i just it's probably just the old standard know, model with no, with no I didn't choke know anything <laughs> i was just like All right, we gotta get this bird in yeah you know um yeah it just it didn't happen but yeah. you know um at least he got out there he was he was hovering over the little buddy and i was keeping watch he was yeah. he was hunkered down the blind he's like i think i said about 80 times i can't believe it's freaking snowing yeah. <laughs> because it just a week before, it was like 70 degrees. It, yeah, was, it was freaking awesome. It's fucking bullshit, dude, because yeah. I remember seeing the pictures of you with your birds. I'm like, nice. This is going to yeah. be a great season. Yeah. And then fucking the whole season sucked balls. Yeah. Besides so four seasons, it started getting nice again. But luckily, I got I got two birds with my bow that first the first week. Um, took him that out was there. Not, that was like the next. This was like day and then the next day wasn't it yeah it was like right after each other Fucking, so it was wow yeah I, I saw your pictures on yeah uh, instagram <laughs> and facebook and stuff. I'm like, god dang jeremy fucking killing it dude well, you know <laughs> i'm out here i'm just trying to do my part yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um so anyway I took him out like i said I took my girlfriend out a little bit and then uh, i was able to go up to new york to my buddy's place did um, your girlfriend get anything no no no, uh, because by the time I got back from New York, when she was able to to hunt and stuff like that, you know, just on the weekends because of her work. Mm-hmm. You're really um, selling this whole bond guide service thing. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I can kill them, but know, no one else can. <laughs> and I don't charge anything. Right. You know, yeah. it's freaking, it's a, it's a win-win. Hey, that's fine. You know, it's good, just, though. just add a bottle to the bar, you know, and <laughs> yeah, right. we'll call it good. But, uh, no, we, uh. We got out there several times and stuff like that, but as the season progressed, and you know, it um, the birds got tougher and tougher, yeah. and and then I went to New York. I I killed uh, I killed up there, uh, which is awesome. Because you have a buddy that has yep, a bunch I have of a buddy who does New York and whatnot. Yep. So he does uh, Operation Second Chance, the same organization, but he does hunts up there. So oh, he sick! Does, he does a spring turkey hunt. He do, actually does 
deer hunts, waterfowl. Um, oh shit! Yeah, so he God, he wants dude. to try to get in to do some predator stuff, but they're so they have yeah. a predator season. They have okay. a season, so they like they can't For shoot coyotes and shit. Coyote, exactly. What? I know you're. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, what you're, the fuck, you're just dude. as confused as I am. That's weird. They have a season, and then I was just talking to uh, another guy that was just here. Um, they have a season in Kentucky too. It's a season. That makes sense. But anyway. that is weird. They, they probably think we're crazy for having it continuous. No, like, they, they love yeah. it. They love it. I'm sure. Yeah. So, well, if jealous. I lived there and I seen the coyotes and I couldn't shoot, I'd be like, "This yeah. fucking what the? Yeah. So so anyway, so they had a. Um, so he wants to get into some predator stuff too, you yeah. know, obviously season dependent. And then, uh, but anyway, went up there with uh, a couple of their vets and, uh, killed some birds and, um, hit a couple other states. So I think all in all, five, six birds. Fuck is it, dude. Um, I should do, um, the grand slam thing next year. You should do that. However, I, I'm not even turkey hunting next year. I'm going to be walking the Appalachian Trail. Oh, no shit? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there's so, gayer things to do, come, I guess. So. Start, starting in March. March 1st is kind of my kickoff date, what I'm planning on. Uh, I'll start walking. and. What made you fucking decide that? Just, I've always wanted to do it. The Appalachian just, Trail? Just do it. Just Wait a second. What am I thinking of? That wasn't like... From Georgia, Georgia to Maine. So it's like a little over 2,000 miles. Oh, so like the, the whole Appalachian I'm fucking... Mountains. Mountain range? Mountain range yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to... Just start walking. That's fucking four to five months. <laughs> for, when you said that, when you said that at first, I, I'm an idiot. But my first reaction was like the Oregon Trail. No, 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 Appalachian Trail. Yeah. <laughs> like, or are you doing I'm a fucking horse and buggy and I'm dying? dysentery. <laughs> How many fucking rivers can to afford? You know. <laughs> no, yeah, okay, yeah, the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, so you're walking like the whole fucking Appalachian yep. Mountain Range. Yep. Okay, so where's the start and where's the end again? Springer Mountain, Georgia. Is where you're starting, and it's and it ends in Maine. Fucking oh shit! Yeah. You're gonna do the whole thing in one yep. one swoop. Yeah. So damn, it's gonna be it's gonna be four and a, I'd say about four and a half five months. You know, depend on fuck? you know, and it, it all depends on the what do you do for food and shit. Just live off of land. You can't kill everything because I'm taking my bow, man. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no shit. Uh, no, uh, no. I have resupplies. I'll, I'll, I'll figure. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do resupply thing. I think I'll I'll, I'll hike with about. Three to five days where the food in my pack, uh-huh. and every three to five days I'll stop refitting, you know, because it goes near all these towns and stuff. And I'll go into town and you know maybe take a shower. But you're gonna hike into town and shit. You're staying on your feet the whole time. Yeah, fuck, yeah. dude. So yeah, um, if I wasn't, if I, well, if I was retired, I'd come with you. But. So so here's here, I was kind of joking with my girlfriend. So it's it's gonna like I figure depend on how many miles I do a day. Let's say it's ten miles. Let's say it's twenty miles. Fifteen miles. Twenty. Miles. Whatever. Yeah. Um, depend on the terrain and, you know, the elevation gains and all this stuff and how I feel, you know. Mm-hmm. Some days I might say, screw it, I'm not going to freaking hike anywhere. You know, I'm going to go into town and stay in a hotel room. Yeah, get drunk and fucking yeah, get, refit. Yeah, drink some beer. Yeah. So anyway, so I was joking with my girlfriend. I was like, you would be mad if I if it took me like nine, ten months, would you? She's like, what? I go, I might get a little distracted and start shed hunting the whole way. Yeah, right. No <laughs> shit. I'm like, oh, I'd put a tree stand over there. Like, I don't even know where the fuck I am. <laughs> I, have a, I have a buddy that lives in Georgia. His name's Shane Hazel. Okay. I don't know where he lives, but I could fucking, if you go down there, you, I don't know. If you ever see a bald dude fucking with beard running around that was a Marine Recon and did some other contracting shit for a while. And he's, he ran for uh, governor of Georgia. Oh, actually. nice. Yeah, nice. as a libertarian. 
So if you ever see him running around, you know, call him gay or something. I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll give him a pack of crayons. Yeah, right here you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so I, fucking wild, man. That's yeah, so sick. so the plan is she can go with you. She's well, she, so she works. You know, she's a massage well, not the whole time. Yeah, guess, she's a massage but. therapist and stuff. So I mean, she works. It's her own schedule, you know. But um, so which what the plan is like? I'm gonna start walking in Georgia and get up to Virginia where my family and stuff is, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna fly her out there to Virginia, and then she'll meet me on the trail and walk with me for about a week or so, right, and then yeah. and then my sister or somebody come pick her up and then she'll fly back and go back to work. And, mm-hmm. and then, uh, as I get up to Maine, um, she'll come out there and walk the end of it with me. Yep. So that's cool. Um, it, it, dude, this is a, it's a cool little twist. I never thought it would, I'd ever hear it come out of his mouth, but like I have one of the landowners let me hunt his property, the farmer. Yeah. Good, good guy. He wants to walk it, some of it with me. Oh, really? I'm like, really? He's like, sick. So there's a part on the Appalachian Trail. I don't know if it's Vermont, New Hampshire, or wherever. But anyway, it goes right through a bar. Right through a bar? The trail goes through into town, and it goes right through a bar. That's fucking smart. And I'm just like, I think that's where he's going to meet me. Yep. And he's probably... He might make it to the he, he might make it to the end of the bar. To quote unquote, say he, you know, he oh, that'd it, be but, fucking hilarious. But uh, that'd be funny. Yeah. So I have a lot of I, I got support. You know, I know a lot of people up and down the East Coast, and you know that can that will come out within a couple hours of the trail and mm-hmm. come out and you know, yeah, dude, that'd be that's gonna be I, sweet. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you killed enough turkeys this year, so you can probably take a year off. Yeah. Let those those jakes get, get a little older and yeah. fucking you'll shoot them their three-year-old times. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, fucking, are you doing it with anyone else? Like, is anyone else committed to doing the whole thing with you? So um, one of my teammates, he we've said, I was I was going to do it last year. Um, he said he's wanted, we talked about it in Iraq extensively. And then we we got out and all this stuff and. And uh, we were going to do it last year. He went through a divorce, and it's like, man, I gotta, I gotta get a job to freaking pay for this alimony and all this stuff. Well, he's back with his ex again, so they remarried. Oh, so like, he goes, <laughs> he goes, well, I don't have to pay alimony anymore, so I think I can, I can go hike with you. Oh jeez, <laughs> did he retire? Yeah, or, yeah he did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, regardless if anybody else does it with me, I'm going to go do it yeah. myself. So, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to. Um, I'm in the preliminary phases of trying to figure out because I want to do it for like, not just me going out there and hiking it, you know, do it for a cause, you know, do it for, you know, freaking perfect. Do it for my hunting organization. Right. Oh yeah. For, um, so you need to fucking, uh, I don't know how to sure charge your phone and stuff and like put like post shit on like Instagram or something yeah. like that and keep up with them. Like, What's up dude? Day fucking 233 oh of fucking walking. Oh, you should see me. You should see me on Idaho elk hunting, dude. Oh, yeah. I started going native. I was it's brutal. I was. How long were you out there for? Two weeks. Season? Okay. Um, it was only two weeks, you know. But like, my girlfriend's out there for the first week, you know, hunting and stuff, and then took her to the airport. She flew back, started working, and I went back up to the mountains and, and mm-hmm. hunted. And uh, oh man, I was I was thinking I was starting to lose it. Idaho's tits though. Yeah, it's an awesome place. Was, I went there. I went there fucking for one week. Uh, two years ago and three years ago, yeah. But didn't didn't kill anything. But it was fucking sweet. It was oh, cool. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. She said it's the best trip she's had in a long, 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 long yeah. time. So it's um, it's uh, it, even if you're not hunting, you just go out there and hike around yeah. with someone. 
It's fucking. It's yeah. awesome. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it um, is so beautiful. Ended up getting a muley out there. Um, oh, nice. But and 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 then I think I started losing it. Did you hear? No, I oh, didn't. Okay. I didn't even mount it or nothing. Okay. Um, but the uh, I think I started losing it because I was freaking battling these elk because they were finally vocal. Mm-hmm. And I was chasing them up the mountain, and you know they were. You know, I try to gain five hundred or a thousand feet. You know, and it's you're going uphill, and then they would be backing up, and it was just I started losing my shit. And <laughs> hear wolves howling, and next thing you know, you don't hear anything yeah, because those wolves are a problem, everything dude. out. It's just ugh. yeah, those wolves are a anyway. problem. Yeah, they fuck everything up out there. Yeah. I guess I'm talking with the locals and stuff, they're like, "Yeah, it fucking sucks now." Like when I was a kid, it was awesome because we didn't have any wolves to worry about. There's less hunting pressure now. There's like. I, Idaho like blew up like everyone goes to Idaho their tags sell out fast as fuck oh yeah because they, do, yep. they don't do over the counter per se like they're not unlimited but they are I guess you can buy I don't know I can't even say over the counter because it's not over the counter you have to buy them online because there's yeah. just they go so fast but yeah. they sell out of every basically every elk unit in Idaho every time for non-residents so there's a shit and it, of pressure and it didn't used to be that a couple of years ago no and nope. that's and that's why I'd go out there um, because they have a they had a they still have it but it's like impossible to get a tag anymore but the disabled veteran program so they had that when I was there where mm-hmm. it's super cheap tags you're talking yep. about you yep. get resident rates yep 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 so they still have it but it's only three hundred yeah yeah they totally so, they limited it and they weren't gonna but then I, I think that you know the residents they got. It's kind they of got, fucking bullshit. Is they one got thing. upset like, because you have all these non-residents, and it was right around COVID because, okay, hey, you know, it's it, COVID's hitting. Everyone's working from home. They're like, well, shit, I can go up to the mountains and go freaking elk hunt yeah. or whatever. So you see all, like when I was up there, um, so I think I went out there three times. Um, the first couple times, it was no big deal. You know, yep. you wouldn't see a lot of tags. You wouldn't see hardly anybody. Third time I went, um, there's out of state tags from everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Virginia. I mean, and I ran into a guy that we had the same, we knew the same people. Yeah. I was like, oh, nice. Crazy. Um, you know, California, Oregon, and stuff like that, you know, the surrounding states there in Idaho. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's like everyone said, oh, I can work from home. Oh, cool. I can work in the mountains too. Mm hmm. Yep. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think the biggest problem with all that stuff is the fact that, um, cause a lot of people, so statistics say that we're, we're losing hunters and shit. Oh, 
So statistics say that we're losing hunter participation and all this other shit. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But I think what people are hunting are doing a lot more traveling. You know, I think there's a lot more people fucking going from like maybe they live in Montana and they're like, hey, I'm going to go hunt Idaho. I'm going to go hunt fucking Wyoming and all this other shit too. Or in Iowa and the Midwest and the Eastern states and everything else. Because there's only so many states that you can hunt elk in. Yeah, they so. they have that 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 freedom of movement now. You know, that, you know, that whatever corporation, whatever business they work, work with or work for that, you know, they allow them to work from home so many days a week or, you know, oh, you, you know, you can take a, hey, it's not quote unquote vacation time if I'm actually sending emails and doing work a little bit here and there. So those salaried positions. So like, so like, you know, here's a prime example. It's not even hunting related. So when I lived down in Florida, um, I went, I went down there to, to do some, to see my daughter and, uh, it was like, it was spring break and it was, it, it, it was in the middle of winter. Yeah. And I was like, I saw all these out of state tags. I'm like, what in the hell? Traffic is ridiculous. It was like, Oh, everybody, you know, you see, you know, everybody goes down there to, to vacation for spring break. They're just down there all the time now mm-hmm. because they have that freedom of movement and stuff like that to go and do these things. And, and it affects the, you know, uh, whatever state you're hunting, and I, so I can only imagine that Colorado is ten times as worse as well. Oh, for sure, it's got to be. It's just those being in those western states is it's it's tough because there's only like I said, there's so many own, there's only so many places where you can hunt mule deer and you can hunt fucking elk and all this other shit. You know, where it just really uh, centralizes all the pressure into a few states because white-tailed deer are fucking everywhere you know so when people are wanting to hunt white-tailed deer they don't really have to generally have to go far and grand i don't know hunting out of states getting more popular for fucking white-tail hunters but not near not near the cases um when it comes to elk and mule deer and all that other shit because well there's only elk and mule deer so in so many places like i said i think that just really centralizes a lot of stuff and hunting, traveling to hunt is getting really, really, really popular with podcasts like this and fucking yep. hunting shows and all this other shit uh-huh. where, you know, people are wanting to do it. And they're like, well, where can I just go to see what it's like and see if I even like it for over the counter or like not having to put in points. Then they end up in places like Colorado and Idaho. And then I think those got- are the only two states. Colorado is the only state that has true OTC elk tags, I think, left. Hmm. I think Idaho might be one of the only states with true OTC mule deer tags. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have all these other these other states, which is great, you know, for conservation. You know, opening up to hunting and stuff like that, hunting elk and stuff. I mean, Kentucky, Missouri's got an elk population now. Yep. You know, so it's awesome. Uh, you know, as that elk population gets bigger and bigger, you know, you're going to have more of that problem unless it's you know i'm not i'm sure it's it's a draw right now but like if that it's elk population gets so big well who knows, who knows where it's gonna go Kentucky's awesome because it's the perfect elk habitat out there i went mm-hmm. there with my um well where they have a lot of elk actually oh fuck what is it is it eastern kentucky yeah yeah so it's eastern kentucky they have it's all woods and shit and Appalachia, thick, dude. Thick draws. It's fucking and, Appalachia, yeah. man. Yeah. Motherfuckers like just <laughs> coal mining, dude. You, you the, know, they got wait, fucking... Wait, 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 the blue people of uh, Kentucky? The wonderful whites of West Virginia? You know, you ever oh, seen that? The blue people of Kentucky? Yeah. No. They're actually blue people. 
What? Like the pigment, their skin pigment or whatever like that. I don't know if it's their inbred or Smurfs, dude. I don't I don't know. Yeah, freaking don't let Gargamel no over shit. there. It's yeah. wild. <laughs> oh fuck. But yeah. Kentucky's awesome, man. And they actually have a huntable population there, which yeah. is badass, but it's hard as fuck to draw, especially as an non-resident. Oh, hard as fuck. And I think, don't quote me on it, might be once in a time, but I'm not sure. Hmm. But as it goes on, it's going to get better. Yep. And what is, makes that country so awesome, um, honestly, is the strip mining. The strip mining hmm. was like, oh, yeah, um, environment, it sucks, strip mining, tearing everything up. But one thing, in order to strip mine those areas, the um coal companies and stuff they had to fucking sign leases where it's like when we're done strip mining we will reestablish the habitat and make it better than what it was when we left you know that's awesome so they re and it's now that they've been done strip mining for so long that place is so fucking beautiful there's so many cuts and draws and ridges and fingers and just the terrain is so gnarly and crazy and it's, it's even more crazy to think that it was um put there kind of by man they got honestly mm-hmm. got to put it there first but yeah. then we cut it up and made it fucking made it look like trash for a little while now it's just beautiful hmm. and it is perfect it's like perfect elk habitat and if you were to hunt it it'd be even better because it's not like the crazy it's just different it's all covered in trees and shit yeah. so it's super i don't know it's just wild it's a really cool place it's huh. a really really cool place and if that population blows up and gets bigger it's gonna be fucking sick dude <laughs> I want to go there real bad on elk. I haven't tried yet. I think I bought a point last year, actually. In Kentucky? Yeah. Nice. So maybe in like 20, 30 years I'll be able to hunt it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's cool. It's a really cool place. And they have fucking nice, like, pretty big white tails there, too. Yeah. yeah. Velvet white tails. I think we'll go there um, uh, this year to to try to get one in velvet. What is it? Open. I can't remember. I think September 1st. Is it? Okay. I yep. figured it had to be. In Missouri, there. September 15th-ish. Okay. 14th, 15th. Yep. Because by that time, so. they're not velvet anymore, generally. Yeah, generally. You, you might get you them might fresh get... out of shed, but yeah, the first so. week of September is like perfect because they're done growing, but they still got f- some, a lot of them, like probably, I don't know, I'd probably say the majority still have full velvet. Mm-hmm. Some I guess I've seen like hunting videos and shit in Kentucky where they're hunting for velvet whitetails and some are already stripped, but yeah, most of them are still in full velvet and just yeah. beautiful. And they're yeah, I mean, it's gonna be so hotter. Huge. It's gonna be hotter and shit. It's gonna oh, be freaking insects. And, you know, it's like you're, it's probably gonna feel like you're damn bear hunting. You know, you're gonna have damn thermosol yeah. blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> you know, um, fucking getting back from the army didn't yeah. kill me. Then <laughs> fucking the bugs in Kentucky will. You might get West Nile out there, <laughs> yeah, but no shit. Um, turn yeah, blue. I don't know. The uh, um, guy that came here, a, a friend came here last last weekend. We did some uh, coyote hunting and yeah. uh, try to try He's to from knock. Kentucky. Yep. Okay. He came from Kentucky and uh, just north of Louisville. And uh, he's got some property out there, so I'm gonna go out there and try to try to get on some uh, some velvet whitetail and stuff like that. This year. Hell yeah, so, yeah, so, that's fucking badass. Yeah. Is he in eastern or western Kentucky? So what is that kind of northern central kind of east western? Yeah. So western Kentucky is more of the ag land type stuff. It's still very well. He's about, still very timbered. It's still a lot more timbered than like here. I think. But, he's, yeah, I think he's about half hour, forty five minutes north of Louisville. So 
I'd say that's still that's like right. Yeah, that is like kind of right on the cusp because when we yeah. drove through, we drove through. Wait, fuck! Did we drive through Louisville? I can't remember anymore. Hmm. I don't know. I can't. What's another town in Kentucky? Lexington. Where do they do the? Where do they do horse races at? Louisville. Okay, Church, Churchill we, Downs. Yeah, we did go to Louisville then. Yeah, like the Kentucky Derby and all that yep. shit. Okay, yep. maybe we, maybe it was Louisville. I'm thinking of. It doesn't really matter. But that if that it's got to be like right on the cusp. I feel like. Yeah. Of eastern and western, like more central, like you're saying. Yeah, they got some. He's he's got some good deer around there. So I'm excited, to, I'm excited to get out there. So so this year I didn't do a lot of it. I didn't I didn't travel a whole lot um, to hunt. I just kind of because I've been working on I was working on the property yeah. and stuff like that, trying to get ready for the the vets coming out this year. And uh, so, but this year I think I'm gonna go to Kentucky. I'm gonna shoot down to Missouri since it's only six hours away. And oh shit, and yeah. Go 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 back home a little bit um, in Virginia. And then obviously hunt here, and mm-hmm. then maybe New York. So, I would love to go out west. Um, I have a couple points for Wyoming and stuff like that for muley elk and antelope, but I don't know if that's going to happen this year. Yeah. Dude, so. someday, someday, I just want to go on like a whitetail tour, I'm just travel around for whitetail hunting, like yeah. fucking New York and Kentucky and fucking uh, Oklahoma. You know, I just want to well, someday. Go, I just want to go on a fucking. We should go to New York. Tour, dude. Like, yeah. I, I have a connection. I got a buddy. Dude, I'll fucking buddy. go to New York let's, for sure. Let's do it. For sure. They have nice deer in New York, too. Like, I mean, highly underrated. You know what? And they're not they're, Iowa. I mean, but they're not can't Iowa look, deer. You can't you look can't. at it through a lens of Iowa, dude. You, you got to break out of that lens <laughs> yeah. of Iowa yeah. and just look at deer for what it is Absolutely. per state. And I think they got some decent deer there. Yep. Yeah, bear. I mean, you can hunt bear. I want to hunt bear so bad. Yeah. I'm hunting bear next year, actually, yep. for fucking um, in Wyoming. That's me nice. sick. Nice. Supposedly, theoretically, possibly, all that stuff. But maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's me sick. I, I want to. Yeah, I have. I they have, have a, huge bears in New York, don't they? Oh yeah, my buddy shot a five something, five hundred something pound. Hey. It was a it was a huge bear. Is that over yeah. the counter tags for a bear? So he, I think he got that with a depredation tag. Oh, because so the bears. So he's he's a dairy farmer up there in New York, and uh, he has a huge operation and. So the bears, they don't eat the obviously eat corn, and they just go out there and roll around in it and destroy the crop. So because right, they're know, bored and they're bears. Yeah, they're bear. You know. So anyway, so he had this bear problem, and uh, so anyway, he took some got with the DNR and all that stuff, got a depredation tag, and anyway, ended up getting this bear off of the the property and stuff because they come out of the uh, Adirondacks. Oh they sure. Come, yep. Yep. So where he's at. So. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Fucking dude, go during gun season, do some deer tracking through the Adirondacks. Yeah, that'd be fucking sick. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I know a lot of guys. I know some guys do that, and like because that's all public. Oh yeah, whole all the Adirondacks is all public, and I know some people that go out there and they just fucking get out there with and they have a fresh snow and they fucking just track through the Adirondacks. He loves it, it, man. Like up in Maine, that's all they do. Dude, is tracking. Like how blood? Are you fucking kidding me? This dude's a beast too. Dude, I he, want to uh, do it so bad. Yeah. He'll put his snowshoes on and go freaking trudging through the, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. I yeah. want to do that so bad. Like, that's my, yeah. honestly, that's one of my number one bucket list hunts is to track deer through, like, either Maine or fucking New York through the Adirondacks and stuff through some of those ranges. Yeah. And just get on tracks and track deer down for fucking, you know, a day or two. I don't know. Yeah. 
three days, four days, fucking finally, like, oh, he's your guy. 30 miles in, you're like, fuck it, hey, there he is, and you miss. You're like, God, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> like, we got to keep going now. So, yeah. oh, yeah, he's, he's totally your guy. That's, that's, um, one, that's what I wanted to do so bad, dude. The, uh, yeah, when we were up there turkey hunting, we, uh, we ended up taking, um, his cousin owns a Honda dealership there. And uh, we took a bunch of four fifties up in the Adirondack and did some trail riding for like 40, oh, sure. 40 miles. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was fun. Sweet, dude. Yeah. It'd be so fun. Yeah. Fuck um, yeah. That'd be so cool. I've never been in New York. Upstate New York is, he's, um, oh, he's about an hour and a half north of Syracuse. So it's not even, oh, yeah. when you think of like New York, it's, no. it's not, not the city. It's, it's beautiful. How it's far away from the off. city is he? Maybe three, four hours, something like that. Still yeah. pretty close. Yeah, no. but it's, it's, <laughs> I'm just joking, dude. It's it's beautiful up there. It's I've, awesome, dude. I've heard I've heard that that um, New York and New York City, two fucking yeah. vastly totally different places. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it should be uh, chiseled out away from the continent, like mm-hmm. kind of like California. Yep. Well, Illinois. Everyone in Illinois. Wants to take Chicago and push it in the river or in the lake, mm-hmm. so like every state's got their spot. Yeah. Or it's like fuck this place. I don't think we do. Do we? New. Yeah. Wow, Waterloo. Yeah, but water. it's not that bad. It's going to self implode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't love being in Waterloo, but it's not that bad. It's not you know? that bad. It's not that bad. We, it's no, not we Chicago. Don't. No, fuck no. We don't. There's there isn't a city in Iowa that controls the whole state. No, you know. So like. No. You know, California's got like four of cities that control the whole state, but they're huge, so that's why it's so fucking nuts. But like Illinois, literally Chicago controls Illinois. That's yep. where the majority of the population is. And the at. city controls New York. Yep, so, and the so city like controls New York. They've exactly. laws and all that stuff. They can't have suppressors. Yep. They can't, you know. When's the last this? governor of New York come yep. from outside the city? Probably exactly. for a long ass time. Yep. Like whoever's mayor of New York, that's why the mayor of New York is always on like fucking Fox News. When's the mayor of Osage ever been on Fox News? Never. I'll tell yeah. you. That. I mean, yeah. I just found out who my motherfucking mayor was, and it's the same mayor I've had since I was a kid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't even run. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's there's like you're still in, buddy. You're in till death. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. you're the king. You're the king here, basically. But he doesn't really do much that I know of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, maybe he does do a lot. I just don't know. <laughs> but like the mayor of New York he's is always used, on the news. He's always on the fucking news because he's and it's not for a good he's reason. Gonna be tap, he's going to be tapped in to, to be the guy to run the fucking state if he does a good job in the city. Yeah. If you do good, if you do a good job in the city, which is very loaded, good job, you know, whatever. But yeah, the New York City controls New York. Chicago tro- controls Illinois. Fucking what's another one? Ah, Portland controls Oregon. Yep. You know it sucks. And a lot of the guys that live outside those cities are just like, man, fuck this fucking cities, dude. <laughs> they, they control the rest of the state, and it's just, I don't know. It, it It's not a a true feel for what that state wants. Like, right. all all of New York is pretty bitching, mm-hmm. except for the city. Yeah, yeah, you almost wonder, in, like, people in America that want to get rid of the Electoral College... Mm-hmm kind of crazy yeah because i feel like maybe some of these states should have an electoral college like yeah like new york it'd be a lot more fair to have an electoral college for the state rather than popular vote for governor and all that shit right 
Because uh, I, I think it's all freaking crazy, man. It's crazy. I'm just Politics sitting. Here, I'm just sitting here waiting for the next deer, uh, hunting season to start and just watching it all burn right now. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. <laughs> <laughs> and drinking a beer. Yeah, so, that's how you do it. Let me switch gears for a second, dude. Uh huh. So, so the other day was D Day. Mm-hmm. So you know every you know obviously they start Aaron Band of Brothers and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, obviously you, you as a vet too, it's like, you start watching this and you pick up on different things, you know, like the, the way that, what the, what these dudes are doing and all like, Oh man, you could totally relate to that and all this stuff. And I just, dude, I want to, you know, if you guys have, you know, family members, because all these guys are dying. I mean, they're, there's not a lot left. So if you guys, if you guys had, you know, grandfathers and stuff like that, or, you know, family members that are. You know, war, war, World War Two vets and all this stuff. Like these dudes had balls of steel. Oh yeah, and and like what they did at the age that they did it, mm-hmm. and with the little resources and everything that they did it. You know, just farm boys and then just go off to freaking Europe to go fight the war. It's just, dude, it's incredible. Dude, yeah, I, it just it's it's like holy shit, surviving off of a canteen on your hip. Oh, dude. For water. Yeah. Come like, on. Look at the Battle of the Bulge and stuff. And, you know, when they're in the Fucking freaking... Come on, oh, dude. my God. They're out there freezing their ass off. Losing feet. Still fighting. Oh, my God. And they're just they're just kind of joking. They're sitting in a foxhole. They're kind of joking. And she, you know, it's like, like what we do. Yeah. And, uh, oh, dude, it's just like... And, and, like, maybe like not the average civilian will get it. Like, oh, cool. It's, you know, it's... It's... Uh, you know, it's, it's Hollywood. They put a little twist on it and stuff. But, like... Yes. Then, but then you see... Like the, I like the way the Banner Brothers does it is you have the personal interviews yep. with Dick Winters and stuff oh, like yeah, that. You yeah. know those guys and like they're talking firsthand of like how it was. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah we got an extra freaking ten dollars a month for jumping out of a plane or whatever. You know whatever. Sign me up. You want to be yeah. airborne? Like no. Yeah. Like you yeah. get ten more bucks a month. Hell Sign yeah. me the fuck up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. But Jump paid. Let's go. Back then it was it was the shit, dude. Ten bucks a month um, is a lot of money back then. Absolutely. But like, even, even what these guys had to do, man, I'm just like, I'm just in awe, like still to this day. I'm just like, God, you Dude, know. being a paratrooper on fucking D-Day. Are you kidding me? Or even Back it, when the 101st was still airborne, actually. Yeah. When they, when they, are you fucking in, serious? In its infancy. Dude, you know, I don't even know if this shoot's going to deploy. I don't even know if this plane's going to fucking make it. And you're like, so you get on a plane that you don't even have full confidence that's going to make it to yeah. the fucking drop zone. You make it to the drop zone somehow through um, getting rattled by fucking aerial shells and all this other shit. And then yeah. they're like, now jump. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't even know if this parachute's going to deploy. It, and it, probably, it might not. But fuck it. Here we go. You jump and then you're like, okay, deployed. Nice. Like, now you get on the ground and it's like, you're com- you're surrounded. You're completely surrounded. Yeah. You're behind enemy lines, completely surrounded by the enemy. And you don't even know where your fucking buddy's at because you just jump out willy nilly. Don't yeah. even know where the fuck you're really going. Yeah, that's you, crazy. You, you don't have, obviously you don't have the technology and all the shit that we have today. And you know, obviously we're you know we're fortunate to you know to to live in a time where you know we have a lot of assets and a lot of stuff out there. But like these guys, just looking back, it's like, oh my god, dude! It just, <laughs> dude, it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. It's it it's it's uh it's incredible anybody lived through any of that. It's wild. It's, yeah. it's amazing what um you know. So right now, like 
in today's day and age, a lot of people are really confused about what gender they are even. Yeah. So then once we get that figured out, like back then they didn't have time to be like sit around and be like, am I even a man? I don't fucking know what a man is. Like maybe I'm a chick. Maybe I want to fucking tuck my dick and be a chick. Yeah. I don't know. So, but when time gets really, really, really hard, mm-hmm. it's amazing what we as humans and men can do. Yeah, can deal and with and what's push saying, through. You know, it's like uh, hard times create strong men. And, strong know, men create soft times, and soft times create weak men. And weak yeah, men create yeah, hard times, freaking, and hard a, times create it's a, strong. It's men. a yeah. self-licking ice cream cone. Yeah, and it's just uh, so. This is going to sound crazy when I say this, but it's it's not the way it sounds. So, like, just think back how it was September twelfth, two thousand one. Yeah. Everyone came together. Let's go. I mean, everyone's like, fuck Where's my yeah. gun? Dude, that's, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't want it. No one wants it. But, like, it's almost like that's what this country needs. Like, everyone's freaking, they don't know if they're a man, a woman, a freaking cat, a damn, whatever. Uh-huh. But, like, something needs to happen to freaking snap all these people into it, back into it. Like, okay. All right. We, we all we, need we, something we need to, to we, we need to band back together. Mm-hmm. All right. Fucking close down that border. You know, let's 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 be Americans. Let's be Americans. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. The, when you really uh, go back in history and think about like civilizations and what civiliz- what cre- what how civilizations fell, not civilizations, empires, mm-hmm. specifically empires like the Roman Empire. How? Why did they fail? They were spread too thin militarily. Mm-hmm. They lost patriot. They they lost their patriotism. The emperors in charge. Um, basically thought they were above the law and above everyone else. Like they became their own lords. And I'm not joking, but at, you know, looking in the later years of the Roman Empire, they're doing a lot of like, well, they're doing a lot of gay shit. <laughs> I'm not saying that is the reason why the Roman Empire well, fell. They were drinking Bud Light then. Yeah, <laughs> Bud Bud wine. I think they called it actually. So, <laughs> but when people when when civilizations get so powerful and so strong and they're created by these hard motherfuckers and they're just they're just trying to survive dude like when the roman empire first started it wasn't the roman empire they're just romans and mm-hmm. just doing their thing they're just trying to fucking survive then they figured out how to survive then they started to thrive and they built fucking walls and then they're like hey we're pretty strong we can keep doing this and they expanded a little bit for yeah. territory and resources they expand a little bit more expand a little bit more next thing you know you have the roman fucking empire and it's the most powerful military, the most powerful civilization the world has ever seen at the time. And it just got too easy because they're like, especially in the heart of the Roman Empire, you know, they're just like, hey, we're insulated from all this shit. We don't have to see anything hard. You get on the outskirts of the Roman Empire, they're fighting still. They're fighting all yeah. these fucking the Germanic tribes trying to get in, the, get in there and take their land back and all this other shit, right? So they're on the outskirts, they're still fighting, but inside the city inside the main the heart of the roman empire they didn't they didn't give a fuck like they're just like hey you know what life's easy we're the strongest empire nothing can ever break us down Hmm. they eventually did because they they lost that edge the ones that were in charge lost that edge and they were in there is life was so easy for them that yeah they got to experiment outside of the purview of survival and what's what you're naturally supposed to do and what happens when you go outside of what you're naturally supposed to do then shit starts to crumble. 
Yeah. It's just the way it is. It's, it's the way every civilization, <clears throat> every major civilization and empire has ever been. It's like this, uh, I mean, not here in, in rural America, you know, um, we still make men, you know, we still get our kids out there doing chores, freaking, yep. you know, taking care of livestock, picking rocks out of fields, freaking doing, doing work. Right. Yeah. Cause that's what you, you expect of your, your kids around here. Right. But like, you know, in the most part, I, I feel that this country doesn't make men anymore. They're so fucking confused on mm-hmm. what they are. And like every, everyone gets a free pass. Everyone gets a participation trophy and all this stuff. And it's just, you don't, you don't have to struggle. Yeah. In rural Iowa, you still have to struggle. Cause guess yeah. what? Motherfucker, what happens every December? It well, snows it like a motherfucker. Snow. Yeah. Right. So you still have to have it some sucks. sort of, yeah, it sucks for a little bit, but especially in places like California, there's no suck. It's yeah. beautiful all the time. It's nice all the time. And there's there's government handout handouts left yeah. and right, so that no one has to really work for it. No one has to do this. Uh-huh. You know, um, they, it, they don't know the the struggle of you know. And that, I'm not saying that I know the struggle of a Great Depression or anything like that, but um, no, yeah. you know, I've I've had my freaking fair share. I was just gonna say suck, but that's know? one thing too. Like we were talking about earlier, the camaraderie you get while you're in the military, mm-hmm. it's born from a place of struggle like you don't yeah. get that close to other um other people you don't get that that level of camaraderie that you get in the military especially doing something like you did yeah. being yeah. on the teams and doing shit doing hard shit all the fucking time you don't get that level of camaraderie anywhere else because you don't have to struggle that hard you yeah. that that brotherhood is born <clears throat> from a place of severe struggle and severe hardships and you get this this upper echelon level of trust and camaraderie that you just don't get anywhere else bar being law enforcement in certain yeah. places and other things, you know, the, um, I mean, it would never fly. They would never allow it. Um, but so it went, so I went to school, Fort Union military Academy in Fort Union, Virginia. And so I went there for like eight years. Like my brother went there and my dad went there before him. And so I was destined to go there. It was yeah. a board, like a boarding school, but like we lived in the same town. So like we would go home every night. We were mm-hmm. quote unquote day students. So mm-hmm. anyway, so you, were, we, you weren't boarded I, there. I wasn't boarded yeah. there. You know, I lived right there and yeah, you know, but I wore a uniform and there was structure and there was, you know, it was kind of like a, it wasn't a military preparatory school or anything like that. So it was just, you know, that had that military background. You wore a uniform. You, we did, uh, we did like drill and ceremony stuff like a couple of days a week. And then we did parades at the end of the year for the family yeah. and stuff like that. When you so, wore like uniform, you're talking about like cadet uniforms? Like, yeah, cadet uniform. Okay. Yep. Kind of like, kind of like West Point kind of stuff. Right. Yep. yep. And then, uh, so anyway, so you have that structure and all that stuff. So I, I remember, um, specifically, so I had a classmate, there was, there was guys from all over the country, mm-hmm. um, and all over the world. So one of my friends was from Greece. So he didn't show up one year. So he was there for like three, four years, you know, or two years. And then he didn't show up one year and he showed up the following year. I was like, dude, like, where you, like, where you been? He goes, I was in the army. I was in the army for a year. Hmm. At, once they reach a certain age, they had to be in the army for a year. Because they yep. had to do an aid mm-hmm. a year. And uh, I feel like, you know, I mean, it, it, you learn a lot about one, a lot of, about yourself, you grow up, you, you learn that suck and that struggle and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know, man, I, it, dude, I feel like if you're not going to go and do a trade and go do something like the military is like the best thing for you. Yeah, for um, sure. They, I mean, 
I think that, you know, the, if, if the country did do that, you know, you have to serve a year, serve your time in the military, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, I mean, it, it's not going to, they're not going to freaking kill you like on purpose, right. but, but, uh, right. you know, um, yeah, you, you, I mean, I think it would do this country a hell of a lot of good. I, th- I'm back and forth on that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it should be mandatory service just because it's America and we're free, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But I do think it's a good thing for a lot of people, you know, Absolutely. for a lot of people. Like for me is a, gr- yeah. is a good thing. Um, I tell my daughter all the time, because when she was younger, she said that she wanted to be, she's like, I want to join the army to be like you kind of thing. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you don't need to join the army because I joined the army. So I did it. So you don't have to kind of thing. Yep. I get that. I, I get pass that. that sentiment on to my daughter, but it's also because she's my daughter. If I had a yeah. son, it'd be completely fucking different. Um, like, that's where, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that's where I, I guess I'm uh, more of a traditional man or sexist man or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you're, you're protective too. Yeah. I don't want my, my baby girl going in the fucking army. Yeah. If I had a son, I'd be like, Hey, you motherfucker, you might need to do that. Cause you're being a douche. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> not, but not if, if I had a son, you're a douche, but it's like, I, boys are different and they should be treated different. Men are different. They should be treated different. I think it's an inherently manly thing that a lot of men should join the military to learn basically to see what it's like, almost like a rite of passage. Cause there's no rites of passage to be a man in America either. Not even a lot of other cultures. There are rites of passages. And especially if you get into like, you know, tribal lands and, yeah. uh, out in the middle of fucking nowhere kind of shit, they, always, they all have rites of passages yeah. to become a man. Cause being a man meant means something to them. Like yeah. it actually fucking means something. Just like it used to mean something it's a badge in this honor. country. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm a fucking man. And if I'm not willing to do man shit, then man card revoked. Like you're not a man yeah. and you get to do fucking bullshit. Yeah. Basically slave shit or if you so right say, now, or fucking whatever. So yeah. you're not doing the fucking man shit cause you're, you're weak and fu- you can't do it. So get the fuck out yeah. of your kind of thing right now. I mean, it, well, you turn 18, you're now you're a man. No, it, it, no. Cause, or no, you're a big boy or but I'm, not a man. I'm, I'm 16 or 17 years old and I got this girl pregnant and now I'm a man. No, no. no. If you decide to do man shit, as in yeah. raise that fucking kid, and, and you get don't a have job, to, and you don't have to fucking... be, it is, you know, going into the military doesn't make you a man. No, I mean that doesn't. I mean, so it's it's not not just a military thing. You no. know, it's just you know it's it's doing being a man, being I mean, a fucking just, man. There's it's, it's, it's a very broad term, and it's a bro, it's a big definition. Yeah, it's a really big definition because. To yeah. be a man, you got to make certain decisions. You got to, you can't, you can't be selfish as a yeah. man. I don't think. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, women are allowed to be a little more selfish than men. Mm-hmm. Men, you can't be selfish. You have to go to work every day. You have to fucking provide for your family. Yeah. Like to be a man, you have to be a provider. You have to be a protector. You have to be all these other things that um, you you have to fill the void of the woman. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a woman's place to be the provider. The protector and all these things i think that she, her role is doing other things she's the nurturer she's the nurturer yeah um men are meant to be dangerous like w- we when we go through puberty we get testosterone for a reason our bones get denser for a reason we get more muscle like more muscle mass for a reason we're better we can run a little bit further for a reason because mm-hmm. we that's what we're meant to do we're meant to protect we're meant to fucking provide that's what our job is in the family. That's what we're supposed to be yep. doing. I'm not saying that women can't do that. Yeah. Like me, 
saying that stuff, like what a man should oh, do, yeah, my, isn't saying that <laughs> women should not do that. Women can totally do that. But I would be very hard-pressed to find a woman that could kick my fucking ass. Yeah. It'd be hard to find a woman that could kick your ass. You know, it's yeah. like, it's just different. So if a man decided to assert his dominance over a woman, it's nine point fucking nine percent of the time it's going to happen. Yeah. Hence why you need a man around that is dangerous, that mm. is willing to inflict violence upon someone else in order to protect what is his. But has self-control. That's his family and shit. But ha- obviously has self-control. You can't yeah. be asserting your dominance over a woman is fucking bullshit. It's like. You can't – it's not asserting – that's not – beating your wife and stuff or beating your kids, that's not asserting your down. That's not proving that you're a man. It's not proving that you're a fucking tough guy. You're a weak piece of shit because you're picking on people that are weaker than you, and that's why yep. you need to look at it. And it's like if you're a man, you should be willing to um, put yourself in between those that are weaker than you, mm-hmm. even if it means putting yourself in front of someone that's stronger than you. you yep. got to be willing to take that chance. you got to be willing to fucking fight and defend those that are weaker because if because there are men out there that are way too aggressive and they're gonna fucking rape and pillage yep but there needs to be a lot of men out there that are willing to take on those that want to rape and pillage and fucking put them back in their place too whether that means you know fighting you know shooting a gun and learn how to defend yourself lethally like that or taking fucking martial arts or learn something to make yourself a little bit more dangerous but knowing that you have that you can control Knowing that you can control yourself and not do that to people that don't deserve it, you have the ability. That's 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 all. That's everything. That's everything. Okay. Like when I look at people, when I look at certain people in the bar, I'm looking at them. It's like, yeah, I could fucking take him. I could take him. He might give me a run for my money. I really hope he's nice. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> yeah. there's certain guys. There's certain people that I'm looking around. Like yeah. I'm gauging. I'm like I'm putting myself in like mental wars with these people just in case. I never know what the fuck is going to happen. But and there's always people that I'm like, oh fuck. Like, hopefully he's a gentle giant, you know, but I don't know. It's just, you need to be able to, you need to, the only way you should be able to walk around confidently as a man is knowing that I can at least put up a fight if I have to. Yeah. But I also know to holster that shit when I don't need it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's my tangent on that. How do we, how do we get on that? I don't know. That's what I love about podcasting, dude. (laughs) It's awesome. You just get going and talking, but I did want it before we go, because we're getting pretty uh, we're going along pretty good. Nice. Uh, you were telling me earlier uh, that you, so Red Arrow Weapons, you're, yep. you, Kip's your buddy. We yep. talked about that on the last podcast. You guys, we're going to kind of breeze past that because Jeremy goes into detail about yep. him and Kip's past. For, so Kip from Red Arrow uh, TV and Red Arrow Weapons. Uh, you get, you said you, is is this something we can talk about? Yep. The new gun? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Sick. Yeah. So uh, I just went down there a week before last and uh, ended up shooting and uh, doing a bunch of shooting a bunch of video and stuff like that, and a bunch of a bunch of studio stuff, and went to the range. And uh, Red Arrow Weapons is coming out with a three fifty legend for all you guys who uh, have to shoot uh, deer with a straight wall cartridge. Mm-hmm. Straight wall cartridge. Um, and uh, anyway, so so I shot. There's only one in existence from Red Arrow Weapons, and it's an AR platform. And uh, took it out the box. Um, our uh, gun sales guy said, "Hey, try to jam that thing, break it, whatever. Put it through the ringer." Yeah. I'm like, "All right, freaking challenge accepted." Is that Dwayne? Dwayne. Yep. Nice. So uh, so I shot a different, a uh, c- couple different um, grain bullets 
manufacturers and all this stuff try to get this thing to jam or anything because one of the issues with the AR platform or the 350 Legend being straight walled is the feed ramp and trying to get that angle right mm-hmm. because it, it has an issue um, with it, it chambering that round. And, uh, dude, I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the jam. Nice. And uh, I think I shot I shot some Federal. I shot some Winchester, um, everything from 180 grain to 145 grain, I think it was. And uh, so I threw – um, I threw a Leopold one by six scope on there just to have something on there to, mm-hmm. sh- to aim with and, uh, at a hundred yards and, uh, after sh- shot the first round, I'm like, okay, got it on paper and then, uh, made a couple adjustments and the thing was keyholing at a hundred yards. I mean, like, like no other, like, and no I'm, I, I'm not on a bench. I'm not on a rest or anything. I'm just up on my elbows. Yeah. I have some training and stuff like that, but still like, mm-hmm. okay, dude, this thing is like, did I miss that target? And like, no, you, it's right there with the other one and the other one, you know. So I was like, all right, you shoot it. And uh, one of uh, my buddies, a deputy here, um, so he got on it and shot it. Mm-hmm. And same thing. And it was like, holy smoke. That's the first 350 Legend I ever shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, not because it's my buddy's gun company or anything like that, but, like, dude, I was super impressed. Nice. So they are starting production of this weapon. Um Hopefully for deer season, in time for deer season, everything like that will be on the market and mm-hmm. everything like that. So um, I'm super stoked about it. I That's mean, and like, like I'd rather shoot everything with my bow, you know, just right. because it's, it's more of a challenge. You know, I'm a bow hunter. Yeah, sure. You know, but like, do you, you give me a gun? You know, I like going and shooting stuff with my rifle. But, hey, I'd rather shoot it up close and personal. Um, I love shooting shit with the guns, but yeah. I also love shooting shit with the bow. I, I don't know. I, just, I guess I'm not to the point in my life where I'm like, I'm a motherfucking bow hunter, dude. Like, well, that's no, all I'm, not, fucking, I'm not. I'm not that crazy. I, I'm not saying that you do that, <laughs> uh, but obviously, I. This is. I'm hooked up with World Class Bow Hunter yeah. podcast. Like, this is the whole reason why we're here talking yep. is because them guys. And I'm not saying that they're all like that either, but there's a lot of bow hunters that are out there. It's like a motherfucking bow hunter, dude. Like, get that fucking gun away from me. Yeah. I don't even want to look at it. It's, like, you're it's, a bitch for using the gun, the kind of thing. But it's, it for is me, hard. It's, it's a challenge, you know. Like, it is like hard. when I go and turkey hunt, I do it with a bow. Sure. I try to do all of it with a bow. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, don't because I don't want to lose turkeys. Well, and that too, like, like I have time to go out there every day if I wanted to. Yeah, like, I don't. You know, a lot of people work. Yeah. You know, so they, they can't go out there on a turkey hunt every Good day. Point. So, like, it obviously, like, I have more of an opportunity to go out there and, and get one with my bow than a lot of people do. Um, but still, it's the challenge. You know, like, I took a long it's bow. It's hard. I took a long bow out there last year. You know, because I got one with my compound. I'm like, all right, cool. Now we can. All right, do. let's let's. All right, I don't know if spears are legal here in Iowa. But, no, you know. not yeah, but <laughs> maybe. But you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like if it's, like I'm I'm up for the challenge. Yeah, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Um, well, and it's like I I totally understand. I I love bow hunting too. Like that's, I so I'm a I love bow hunting when it comes to big game. Not a huge fan of bow hunting birds yet, mm. just because I feel like birds deserve to get shot in the face with shotguns yeah. or you know i just feel like i don't know i don't know why yeah. that's just how i feel it's about satisfying it. yeah it is kind yeah. of satisfying but it's one of those th- i don't know i i love shooting big game shit with my bow like it is a blast yeah. and getting rifle tags is, is fucking hard like, i don't give yeah. a, i don't give a damn yeah. who you are you have to play the game a lot more with rifle yep. tags than you do with bow tags like there's a lot of places out west especially there you know, super duper easy to draw during archery season, but they're damn near fucking impossible to draw during rifle season. So I'm going to, I'm going to hunt 
whether it's with a bow, a gun, an atlatl, a fucking blowjob, yeah. I don't give a damn. Like, if there's a season for it, I'll try it. Yeah. That's what Another like cool thing about uh, archery is, like, um, it depends on what state you're in and everything like that, but, like, there's more states and counties and stuff like that becoming more open to it is, like, this urban yes. archery hunting. Yep. So, like, around golf courses, around, you know, in city mm-hmm. limits and stuff like that because, you know, you have a lot of, like when I lived down in Missouri, um, they did a bunch of statistics and like you know vehicle to deer accident mm-hmm. ratio and stuff like that, and then they implemented this this urban archery thing and it's certain different places it's really mm-hmm. controlled and all this stuff, um, but anyway and then like the vehicle to deer ratio uh, accident ratio went way down. Yeah, so I'm makes like, sense. I mean, not that you're taking a shitload of deer off off of the freaking no, you know, but you're but. It's not even about, so when you're hunting, it's not even about, like, everyone, okay. Everyone in that bow hunts, especially, understands the fact that when you pressure deer, they tend to not come around as much, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same way with um, city deer. Mm -hmm. They got used to certain pressure, but what they didn't get used to is getting shot in other places. Like, oh, fuck, this is starting to happen. So then they slowly start learning that and stay in veering away from certain areas. And that's another thing that just that added pressure to the wildlife population that's getting too close to the cities and causing a lot of interference with human activities. Um, it's not even about the, like, Take, the, the numbers you take it. Yeah. It's it's the about, they added pressure to the yeah. to the deer herd so. to be like, hey, maybe we should stay back and stay out of this area a little bit more, you know? But it's a – I mean, it's 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 cool because it's just – it's it's another opportunity to get a tag. Yeah. You know, it's another opportunity to put food on the table. It's another opportunity to take a kid out hunting. It's another, opp- it's you another know. opportunity to get people from the city to hunt. And appreciate it and understand what the fuck we're talking about in absolutely, rural areas. Absolutely. And like, I mean, they think that a lot of hunters is a big, bad boogeyman who's killing all these deer and these beautiful deer that are in my backyard. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, remember that? on my bird feeder. And hey, remember that $2,000 you paid for that freaking, uh, that car damage last month? Yeah, yeah. that's pretty yeah. fun, wasn't it? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Or so. you could take a fucking, I don't know. How much does a fucking a single arrow cost? Five five bucks? I don't know. Something like you know, that. Five bucks for it. You could take this $15 pointy thing and shove it through the lungs and yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about the $2,500 in car damage. So, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Urban, going, urban areas, yeah, too. Going, so, going back to railroad weapons. Yeah. yeah so there, you can't shoot those. Yeah. We, we, just to, we totally went way off. Yeah. There. What the fuck? Um, so, so uh, yeah. So, they're, they're excited to be bringing out with a new caliber. Uh, coming out with a new caliber, and then also they just got approved through the legal systems or and all that stuff. So now they are one hundred percent their own weapons manufacturer and everything like that. So, oh, um, they weren't before. No, so they had Diamondback, Diamondback Firearms oh, down yep. in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Uh-huh. Um, so you, if you look at their their older stuff, it all said you know Diamondback Firearms and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so now they they have all their approval and stuff to be a a weapons manufacturer, so everything says Forking in Virginia, Red Arrow Weapons, so there's... Nice. Um, I mean, not that it really matters, you know, it's freaking, it's, it's whatever's typed it, on the side of the gun. It kind of does, though, especially in, I guess, Kip's point of view, where it's like, this yeah, is my company, these are my guns, and then yeah. to have it say Diamondback on there, Not nothing yeah. against those guys, because they obviously did a, a great thing for Red Arrow Weapons, yep. but it's one of those things where if I was the owner of Red Arrow Weapons, I would want... My oh, yeah. town on Absolutely. my gun, and apparently it's not an easy thing to get that 
Uh, no, started. you wouldn't think so. No. no especially not in today's day and age. <laughs> you, like, you want to start what? You want to do what? Like, you want to start making guns? Especially yeah. ARs? Are you fucking kidding me? Those are the yeah. devil's guns. No, not devil's guns. Those are weapons of war. Yeah. Sure. They're only good for war. Uh, anyway. Weapons so- <laughs> of war. But the, the, I do love that because I feel like the more people we get out hunting with AR platforms is a better chance of it being... Because when you look at like laws and the Constitution and stuff, we have a right to own guns that aren't unusual or dangerous and unusual, right? Yeah. So in the Constitution, in the way the laws are written, um, anti-gunners are supposed to prove that a certain weapon is excessively dangerous and unusual in order to get it banned. So the more that we use ARs for everyday stuff, not just plinking and target shooting and stuff, the more we integrate it into hunting, the more we integrate it into everyday life. So it's um, when they go to ban it, when they go to ban AR-15s, they can say, it, yeah, so uh, it's an ex- excessively dangerous and unusual weapon. It's like, unusual, motherfucker. I use this to deer hunt with. Everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. And the defense used to be like, well... It's my right to own it. I enjoy plinking with it, and it's also good for self-defense. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, we've heard that argument too many times. Now now we can have the hunting community get behind ARs be like, this is my fucking hunting rifle too, bitch. Yeah. Like, and it, the beautiful thing about it is all they need to do is fucking take, the, take two pins out, take this off, put this on, and I'm shooting a different fucking load. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. The interchangeability of the AR platform is amazing. And the more we integrate it into everyday life, I truly do believe that's going to have a huge factor when it comes to the point of people trying to fucking ban shit like that. Yeah. Yep. Like fully automatic fucking machine guns and shit got banned in 19, what was it, 39? 30, when the fuck? When, the, when did the NFA become a thing? It doesn't matter. But if we were using fucking like M60s for fucking... <laughs> Deer hunt, it might might have been different. Maybe we could have machine guns, you know? (laughs) That might be, that might get a little wore out, especially with deer drives. You imagine doing a deer drive with a fucking Tommy gun, dude? Oh, Jesus. Those things are heavy. Yeah, they are heavy. They're stupid heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. Men, greatest generation, carrying fucking Tommy guns, M1 Tommy guns, and freaking. We're like, oh, my fucking M4 is heavy. Fuck, dude. It's like, oh, yeah. Try taking this (laughs) walnut stocked. Freaking his M1 big. fucking Garand shooting 30 out 6, you son of a in his, bitch. In his big ass ball, uh, BAR. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, fucking all 30 out 6. Like, oh, this fucking AR kicks a lot. It's like it's. Yeah. Grab a fucking BAR, motherfucker, yeah. and shoot that. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, good times. No, that's that's awesome. I'm I'm very interested in that 350 legend. Yeah, so I, I can't wait to get uh to get one here and we'll shoot it. Hell yeah. You know? I'd and love then, to. like I said, there's only one. Um I had down at the range last week and that thing, dude, I, I was I was super impressed. That's super awesome. impressed. Um Yeah, so Yeah, we'll have to get some get some red arrow guns out and fucking yeah. do some shooting and oh, absolutely. do some video work and Yeah. Talk about some have stuff. A, have a, have a range you love camp. videos. You're really good on camera. What you were telling me earlier. No, so. no I suck at <laughs> no. it. No, I you fucking like love it, dude. Freaking idiot. You love me. From the oh camera. my god. Gosh. Oh. No, you awesome. just you just feel like you're just stumbling all over yourself, and I'm probably I'm stumbling all, all over myself on this. But nah. Yeah, you do. You, oh my gosh. People love the last it one. Sucks. <laughs> I don't know. So, so here I'll tell you a little story. So, I did an interview in uh, in Baghdad, in Iraq, right? So, I was with um, we were doing some hostage rescue. I was with the hostage rescue unit, right? 
Like, like uh, FBI? No, 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 with SF guys. Oh, gotcha. And, uh, okay. So anyway, so separate. Yep. So okay. we so uh, we were doing some stuff, and there was a. I would say it was 2006. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was 2006. And um, they said, "Hey, uh, hey, we got this film crew, news crew, whatever like that. They're going to do this interview and all this stuff." I'm mm-hmm. like, "All right." So like, "Hey, Jeremy, hey, uh, we want you to do this interview." No, no. <laughs> like, dude, I don't want one. I don't want my face on this, you know, on yeah. the camera and all this stuff. And and uh, so anyway, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll get I'll get around this anyway. I can figure it so, out. So so there's this there's this lady and then the the camera guy and they were doing this interview and talk about you know operation. Like obviously we're not getting we're not Geraldo. We're not getting into detail. Like right. well, here we are. Here here's what we're doing tonight. And no mm-hmm. no. Um, so we were just talking in generality and stuff like that, or that's what they want to know and like how, you know, things are going like from the special operations point of view. Mm-hmm. So every two, three words out of my mouth was a swear word. Yes. Like, fucking shit and damn and hell. And yeah, we're going over here and this fucking thing. And, you know, yeah, you know, shit's pretty good over here. To, the, the, you know, the, the child could be good. And, you know, anyway, mm-hmm. she's like, she goes cut. She goes, we can't use any of this because you're swearing too much. I'm like, okay. That sucks. I go, See ya. I go, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and then she, she goes, okay, and action. And you start talking. And like, she goes, never mind. So I was doing it intentionally, yeah, you know, uh, just to not. Of course. You know, because. Like, I know. She, it, so she's like, <laughs> she, she couldn't use any of it. It's just like uh, when you're when, when the old lady asked you, like, hey, can you uh, do the dishes? Like, sure. And then I just you do, do it really horrible. bad. <laughs> I don't so get any of that shit I just, run, I just run under water and fucking put it in the drying rack. Like, what the fuck? There's food all over these dishes. Like, ugh, I tried. I just suck at it. You know I she's guess. probably going to listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. She's, now she knows you're tapping. Or folding laundry. Yeah. Like, this is how I fold it. If you don't like it, you do it then. <laughs> you fold laundry. I mean, you just keep it in the dryer. It's like a laundry hamper, yeah. right? You my wife. My wife's smart, though. You know what she did? Huh. She started. We have a pretty big closet now. So we didn't We hang everything up. <sighs> So now I don't have that excuse. A fucking idiot can hang up laundry. God, fuck, shit. Break all the coat hangers. Screw, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. Well, um, you just finished your beer. Uh, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to throw in here? I don't oh, go so, too fucking so, so I did, uh, yeah. I mean, we're probably like four hours into it or yeah. something. Well, but, two. Uh, if it feels like four, then I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, so I, I did, like I said, uh, I did update the email. Deal for the Operation Second Chance. Good. Okay. So it's Iowa OSC at yahoo.com. So, you know, if you guys. Uh, oh, that's okay. So, then, so that goes to you, right? That goes right to me. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I'm still kind of obviously looking for donations, things like that, you know, trying to get ready for these guys. Um, I got five guys coming up this year to, to bow hunt with, and one guy actually being a triple amputee. Oh so shit! Yeah. So what does, he have, what does he have left? So he's got he's got one arm left. Okay. So you're talking about resilient and oh, like dude. you know like, dude, like I think I have a bad day sometimes. You're like this dude's got he's missing three limbs. Yeah. So like, but you know, um, you know, I have I have a couple of buddies that are triple amputees and stuff like that, and like I just look at these guys and like I'm amazed. I'm like because if it was me, like maybe I'm a pussy or something, but like I'm like dude. How are you doing it, man? But, like, these guys are, like, on the top of the world. The tenacity those motherfuckers have to have. Yeah. So, not just that, but, like, they say, like, you know what? It could be a lot worse. I'm, yeah, I'm missing limbs. But, like, I could have been 
dead. Yep. I, I'm not able to go to my my kid's graduation. My you know do this mm-hmm. and do, so it's like the guy who tried to commit suicide and he didn't succeed and you know now he's like oh shit things could have been a lot worse. They could have been yeah yeah so sure. so one of the guys that I'm bringing up is triple amputee. Um, so he he basically and he's bow hunting. So he holds his bow with his wait wait he's like vertical bow hunting. Yeah. He, he, he can climb shit. a stand. He climbs a stand. God so, dang! So all you guys yeah, out there he, fucking crying about crossbows and wanting a crossbow, yeah. fucking so he's a he's like license. a spider monkey. Holy shit! So he uh, he's able. He to, could definitely get a crossbow if he wanted to. Oh Obviously, yeah, he's oh, got fucking I mean, yeah. one one arm. Holy so, shit! So he's able to he holds his bow with his claw. Yep, and he draws with his good hand, and then he you know hits his release with his goodness hand. gracious. That, yeah. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's badass, dude. Yeah. So. Um, when he's here, obviously invite you, invite yeah. you out, and dude, that'd be even, even more bitching if we could do a podcast when these boys are here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, especially that dude, and like you know, I mean, if if he wants to open up and share struggles and like how mm-hmm. he does it, you know, I'm sure. sure a lot of people would be interested. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm That's excited insane, to, to bring him here, and I'd love to do that. Like I have a lot of work ahead of me. Getting, I'm trying to put stands and obviously i put stands in prime locations but like that he can get there mm-hmm. you know um i don't know if he's he's using prosthetics to, to walk in or if he's going to take a track chair and then leave it at the base of the stand or you know whatever so um yeah so i'm i'm doing whatever homework or whatever i can right now while I, you know, it's not Jurassic Park out there in the woods, and the crops aren't freaking six feet tall, and right. I can still move around and, and get things set. So, in preparation for that guy, which in turn, did you know this guy before? No, no, okay. I, I don't know. So one of one of my bu- shit, my, my, my yeah, my buddy up in New York, he's had him up there on some of his. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's going to come down and help me with Fuck him, it. and you know, so it's I'm I'm pumped, man. That's badass. Yeah, that's pumped. That's fucking so, sweet. <laughs> It's uh, it's it is, and that's that's another one of those feel good moment moments. You yeah, know? not just for, you know, dude. I I hope I get this dude a deer, you know, mm-hmm. whatever deer he wants to shoot, you know, whatever legal deer he wants the to shoot. Fuck whatever. If it was a spike buck or a fucking one. Yeah, but like, I mean, dude, I'd be on freaking cloud cloud nine if he shoots a freaking stud. Just a fucking Alamond. That'd, that'd be badass, dude. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, so. So yeah, so I got some work ahead of me, um, trying to yeah. get trying to get some stands out and and do all that stuff. But anyway, uh, Iowa OSC at yahoo.com If you guys can help, want to help, you know, um, any gear or anything like that um, to try to try to help these guys and mm-hmm. try to try to get uh, so what, good stuff. Set. What should they do? Just send you an email, like yeah, just send me an email. Hey Jeremy, it's fucking uh, Christoph whatever the fuck and i don't know why i said chris i don't know that was the first thing that came to my head but <laughs> hey jeremy it's me from wherever the fuck um i i love what you're doing i yeah. think this sounds great I listen to victor drive because i'm awesome and i want to help out then you just yeah. will email him back saying yeah. fucking this is why i need help yeah. with this kind of stuff yeah so um most of the support that I like local support and stuff I have, I have some mm-hmm. local support. Like I meet, I've meet guys all the time. you know, like at least once a week or so. Um, I meet new landowners that are able to give me some land and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, but it's, it's right now I'm at the point where it's, it's some equipment, like some, some donation, like, Hey, I have this old, this tree stand. It's, it's in good shape, but you know, you could, if you want to use it, 
from mm-hmm. the guys, it's yours or mm-hmm. something like that, you know, um, or even even gear. So I have a. I hope it. I hope it works itself out. But anyway, um, up there in New York, there's a there's a Matthews dealer up there, so he's got a a good connection mm-hmm. with Matthews. He's been doing it for like a very, 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 very long time. Yeah. And uh, so he's able to. He's going to reach out to Matthews and get some donations and stuff for bows from Sick. from Matthews Mission, whatever like that, and more adjustable bows. So a guy comes with a bow. It's freaking ten years old. Hey man, let's. Well, why don't you shoot this mm-hmm. one a little bit? You know, we'll try to upgrade the guy. Yeah, you know, try to get him set up and stuff like that. Like I got a little bo- um, pro shop set up over, yeah. over here. You know, that's yeah, so, actually pretty fucking real nice yeah. in there. So, so hopefully get the guy set up and and I'll just give it to him. Like here you go. And then now he's he's off and running. Yep. You know what I'm saying? With he's, some quality shit. Yeah, man. with some quality stuff. And you know, it's not a, anything about me. It's about the guys and stuff. I'm just trying to. I just happen to know some people and to get the word out, you know, obviously through you, I know some people through Kip and, you mm-hmm. know, other, other guys and, um, to be able to set these guys up, you know, because these guys are, there's a lot of guys out there who want to help, mm-hmm. who have the ability to help, you know, whether it be monetary equipment, whatever it is, time, whatever it is, but they don't know how, you know, they don't know who to contact. They don't know, right. you know, um, the 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 people the right people to talk to yeah so, so you'd be the point of contact to yeah. fucking be like hey this, yeah. this is how you can help man yep shoot me an email you know so one of the things I also do I did last year and and it, it really hit home with the guys is um, so all veterans including yourself we 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 understand like uh, care packages overseas. Oh yeah, dude! It's like freaking mail call. It's like you, you look back at Band of Brothers and World War Two guys and like <laughs> mail call and like holy shit! Oh no, you know? fuck yeah! I got this go. cool. I got this picture. Of your you know I got this sexy picture of your mom in the mail. You know whatever. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, uh, so I was like, you know what? It'd be cool if I could put together like a like a like a gift for these guys, like like a box of stuff. Whether all kinds of different companies, you know, whether it be, you know. You know, tumblers, drinkware, freaking stickers, a T-shirt, or this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, and all this stuff. It'd be even more bitch if it's hunting related. But even if not, you know, yeah. you know, these guys show up and they're like, oh, this is all this is for me. Like, yeah, these are all these companies that like they they appreciate what you did and what you do, and this is yours. That'd be fucking sweet, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah. So I did that last year. It really, dude. They were like stoked. <laughs> so, because we all can relate. So. Right. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. That's awesome. So that sounds like a fucking really cool deal, man. I know we, we covered it pretty good in the last podcast we did too, but getting that one step further because before when we talked last, you didn't even have your it, it wasn't even okayed yet. Yeah. So so now you you went through the process, got it, it all. It's okayed. all approved the DNR. I can get veteran tags and all yeah. that stuff. The disabled. How many are you tags. allowed? Um. It, well, so the state of Iowa. They have 75 uh, tags for 501c3s for veterans. 75? For organization, yep. Okay. So depending on how many organizations, I think there's like nine, maybe ten now. So say it's organization. That's pretty hard to get then. That's pretty hard to go through the whole rigmarole. That's probably a fuck yeah. ton of paperwork to get registered as a 501c3 and yep. get those yeah. tags. So it, it took some, some legwork and stuff like that, but got it done. Because it's hard as fuck to get an Iowa tag when you're non-resident. 
Yeah. Sort of basically. So they – so they – originally, Iowa did have it at 25 tags. So oh, okay. For, so they just within uh, not, year before last, they upgrade the upped it to seventy five tags. Mm-hmm. It did some lobbying and stuff like that, up to the seventy five tags. Um, which last year I think they sold sixty something tags. So it didn't sell out. However, you know that's great. Sixty something veterans coming here mm-hmm. to to hunt and stuff like. That. I think they earned it. Um, I think so. Yep. And uh, I, think, I think it's a program that not a lot of people would bitch about, yeah. for sure. And it's not like a it's not like a good old boy club. You know, like this guy comes here year after year. No, right? No, yeah. No. It's it's not one of those deals. And uh, and like when I bring the guys on, I vet them. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I, I vet the guys, and you know, like this guy is he's deserving. Obviously, this trip amputee, he's deserving. Yeah, you know. So I don't I don't bring guys up here that just want to come to Iowa to hunt. I mean, that'd be great. Who doesn't yeah. want to, right? Yeah, you're not going to get a guy that's um that was in the mil- that was in the let's say say he's in the army for fucking a year and a half and got kicked out because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, like sorry. Yeah. I'm glad. You know, so, hey, thank you for your service. I guess. So Push there's fuck off. Yeah. There's, so there's some there's some uh, requirements by the DNR. You have to be a certain disability rating and yep. all this stuff. So is that at least sixty? I think it's thirty percent. Thirty percent. It's okay. only thirty percent here. Okay. In Iowa. But I mean, it's like all you know the guys that I served with, and mm-hmm. you know, in combat arms and all this stuff. The guys who really uh, need it, they good. The guys who really need it, who don't raise their hand, say I need help and all this stuff. I you know I identify you know. Dude, mm-hmm. I, I know he needs it. Yes. And uh, and anyway, um, so they, they they well meet the 30%. You know, most of them are 90 mm-hmm. 100% disabled. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so they have that requirement to get through to qualify for the for the tags. And then obviously my, you know, me vetting the guys and the mm-hmm. organization vetting the guys. And um, But, yeah, it's it, – it's, it's, a, it's a great uh, – it, it's a great cause and it's a great – organization it's uh i'm just happy to be part of it and to give back to these guys mm-hmm. you know because i was i was on the receiving end as well you know and yeah. that's how i'm like what it meant to me and then you know now i'm like you know what i'm in a position now that i could do this um hell yeah i'm gonna do it and it keeps me busy it keeps mm-hmm. me from freaking you know suck starting a pistol and right. you know going and and uh not feeling sorry for myself and you know it's 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 bigger than me right you yep know? yep it's the opportunity to give back. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's fucking badass. Well, I'm I'm excited for it. Honestly, yeah. I'm really excited uh we have some guys in and come up here and meet a bunch of guys and fucking yeah. help out in whatever way I can too. Yeah. So absolutely I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Had a actually uh I know we're running late on time, but oh, you're good. um had a, had a had a vet come up here and turkey hunt when I came back from New York. Oh yeah. Yep. And uh he you know, getting a bird, getting a good bird, late season, which was very hard hard fort? to do. Four season, hard to do. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we ended up, you know, these birds kept skirting us and just kind of doing their own thing and not coming into decoys or calls or anything. And saw a lot of birds and said, you know what, dude, let's, let's go out there with no decoys. Let's put mm-hmm. some no decoys out there and just, just call a little bit, you know, and get them curious and maybe they'll come closer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know, a lot of people might think it's, it's unethical or whatever like that, but, like, uh, so it was – the, um, my buddy was archery hunting and, uh, he ended up getting his bird. And if you're confident in your equipment and you're confident in your ability and you know how to shoot your bow and your equipment, whether it be a rifle or a bow or whatever like that, and you can make a, a clean ethical kill, freaking there's nothing wrong with it. 
So no. he ended up getting his bird at 60 yards. Holy with shit. His, with his bow. Yep. Damn. The bird ran 15 yards and piled up. Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot of people on the internet that like to poo-poo on other people for taking what they perce- perceive to be unethical shots. And a lot of it has to deal with range and distance and all that stuff too, right? But just because it's unethical for you to take a shot that far doesn't mean it's unethical for yeah. everybody. And I do understand. I'm not fucking stupid. Yep. I do, well, I'm kind of dumb, but I'm not stupid. I do want, I understand that it's a wild animal and it can, if it takes two steps, then yeah. it could severely alter what the it fuck is going two on. Steps at I get that. Yards. Yeah, sure. But I get there's a greater chance at 60. I understand that. Sure. I do. Mm-hmm. I do get it. But the guy that's willing, that's, that is confident enough to take a shot at 60 yards on a turkey and in his mind truly believes that he can make an ethical shot and is super confident in that shot. Because me personally, I don't ever take a shot unless I am 100% confident. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to hit it 100% of the time, but I, at the time, I am 100% confident that I am going to make that shot. I, if, I, if he can pull back and do that at 60 yards on a turkey, then he's probably he probably understands animal behavior and yeah. everything else yeah. to know that it's not alert and it is more than likely nine times out of ten going to stand right there and yeah. take it. I uh, So I practice at 70. Yeah. So when it comes to that 20, 30-yard, 40-yard shot, you know, it's it's chip shot. Yeah. Nothing. For sure. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so I shot one last year at 72 yards. Smoked it. Fuck. Just smoked it. Yeah. Yep. Done. See you. But you know, that's where you're, you're confident in your equipment, your ability, and all that stuff. Obviously, if you're not confident past 25, 30 yards and stuff like that, don't don't take the shot. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't wound the animal. Don't take that risk. Yeah, but don't be dumb. Yeah. <clears throat> but just know your limits, and if your limits is, if, if you set your limits at twenty yards, then don't go past twenty yards. If you yeah. set your limit at sixty yards, then yeah, don't go past sixty yards. Yeah. But I have no right as a person or a hunter to say poo poo on you for shooting a uh, yeah. turkey at sixty yards because I can't do it. Yeah, you know. So, so like, yeah, this past year, you know, deer hunting with my girlfriend. Um, some deer came in like 35 yards and I'm like, freaking shoot it. I'm like, but, and she's like, mm, I was like, you know, whispering of the range and stuff like that. 35, 34, yeah. 35, you know? And, uh, she's like, no, she gets mm-hmm. a little out of her comfort zone, but she understands that. And yeah, like, dude, I don't bag on her. Fucking no, hey, freaking, let's go. That's, yeah. That's, 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 that's great. good. That's good. Good self-control. She, 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 you know, called herself back and said, okay, I'm going to wait. Didn't but, come in, didn't come in, but you know, at least she didn't freaking wound it. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Nope. That's fucking badass. So. That's. Yeah. So he had a good time. A successful it, hunt. And, he was an, uh, he was an uh, Operation Second Chance guy too, right? Yep. Okay. He, he was my, my very Your first. Very first client. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so, no longer a virgin. Hey. So. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. You guys so had his, sex. Yeah. No. He, so, <laughs> Gross. Oh, um, so he was, uh, yeah, he was the first guy I had up here under that, the umbrella of Operation Second Chance and super successful. Um, yeah, he's an Air Force veteran, Air mm-hmm. Force special, special operations guy, and uh, was able to, to send him home as a happy camper. And yeah, so. And that wasn't the Kentucky guy, right? No, no, that was he. He came up for Predator. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, he came up shit. from Missouri. Yep, Missouri. Yep. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you want to so, put his name on there, but whoever you are, if you're listening, probably David. probably not listening, David. If you're probably not listening, congratulations, anyways. Yeah. All right. And if you <laughs> talk to him, tell him I said congrats. That's badass, Absolutely. dude. Absolutely. And hell of a shot. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's awesome. Yards. Yeah, he was. 
He was pumped. I was pumped. I was like, a lot of pressure off of me. I'm like, oh, good. Because yeah. like, you know, the week was winding down. And I was yeah, like, oh, man, the four, four seasons is a little rough. I mean, this year, turkey season anyway was rough. Yeah. After that first season, it kind of went downhill quick. Yeah. Fourth season so. this year was actually pretty decent for, in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, just But is solely because the weather wasn't even nice. But it was nicer than what it yeah. has been. It wasn't snowing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't snowing being dumb. At least the sun came out for a while. That was pretty sick. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's Went fucking. Yep. So yeah, funny. I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to fall and bringing up bringing up five guys to uh, to do some deer hunting and yeah. Is that about what you're gonna be running? Is it five guys a year? Five guys, is a lot of guys, it's a lot of guys. Um, so I tr- I want to bring it to about three to four guys. I'm bringing yeah. a fifth guy, a, a buddy of mine, to help with the. Uh, to help with the, you know, my my other guy, the trip lamp guy. Yeah. Um. Just it, it doesn't help hurt to have another hand on deck, you know, to help out, especially when you have a severely injured guy like that. Sure. So, um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. So this year it's gonna be five guys if uh, if everybody's able to make it, you know, and then uh, yeah, nice. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. So oh. fucking check out uh, Operation Second Chance. You said Iowa OSC at yahoo.com? Correct. Okay. Fucking, if you guys have any questions, contact Jeremy on there. It's uh, It sounds like a really awesome program. We'll definitely, yeah. I mean, we live, like I said, we live pretty close together, so we'll definitely, <laughs> this won't, won't be the last time we I'm talk about this. we're not this. drinking more beer together. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a weekday, and, uh, yeah. you know, I do have to get my daughter to bed pretty soon, so. Yeah. Good deal, man. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, I appreciate you coming on again, Jeremy. I really Anytime. do. Anytime. So. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sticking through and making it to whatever episode this is going to be at. So thanks, everyone. Catch you in the next one. See you.